Previously on Mad Men. What? Huh? No, I don't think so. You know, next Tuesday, sure thing. <laughs> oh, God. How could you? Oh. Dinner's ready. And welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I'm Matt Cohen. Shawnee Pasquale. We are now both writers on the Mad Men program. Yep. Which I believe is over. Mm, there's one more season. Oh, okay, That's the one good. that we're working on. Okay, good. I yep. just got scared. Because I was going to walk into... Uh, work An starts on Monday. I was going to work into the writer's room and be like, guys, it's over. Mm-hmm. Nope. We write blank. No, we Fade got... Fade to black. That's all we got to do. No, this is the last season, so it's going to be great to walk oh. in there Monday and, you know... I'm really excited to write all those previously on segments. I'm excited to write for Don Draper. Mm-hmm. And well, you're other... only writing for Don Draper. Yeah, well, they brought me in as a Draper specialist. Yeah. Because they were like, hey, do you watch Mad Men? And I was like, no. And they were like, doesn't matter. There's a guy on it who's basically you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd have to say if Don Draper was like anyone that I know in my personal life, it's definitely you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Looks, I... attitude... Uh, uh, mysterious past. Just kind of, just kind of gen- general Gentile, handsome, false identity. Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. I'm Armin Tamzerian. Mm-hmm. You've been divorced, married, and divorced. Married and divorced to January Jones, incidentally. Yeah. Uh, remember the whole X Men knocked up thing? It, it wasn't uh, Matthew Vaughn. Nope. It was Matthew Cohen. It certainly was. They got the they got the first name right. They got the last name confused. I probably shouldn't be talking about that because I got alimony and stuff. Yeah. Well. That's fine. She tried to take me for everything that January. And it's like, come on, she makes a lot of money on that show. And I was like, yeah, I'm, she a, doesn't need I'm a podcaster, but she was like, I don't care. I'm a dick. I was like, you're, you're calling yourself a dick? She was, she like, was yeah, like, yep. The biggest dick. She's like, when I first joined SAG, I wanted them to write January Dick Jones in quotations. Like dick some, Jones! Like some stunt guy. Dick Jones! No, that's a RoboCop reference. Oh. Dick Jones! The yeah. head of OCP! Don't you love when you're watching credit for a movie and they're like, Bucky... Sidewalk yes. Joe, when they do the well, it's the, always a grip. Yeah, it's always a, or a electric transpo. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, transpo. It's like you know Jimmy Two Toes, and you're like Jimmy Two Toes. Like yeah, because he's only got the two toes because his foot got run over on uh back when he was working on both uh, feet. <laughs> How does one wind up with two toes, Jimmy? Both feet. What if it was one? T- <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Jimmy both feet because you know he's got both feet. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy both feet. Can I use that? He, he drives in with both feet. Can he I use that? No, it's Jimmy both feet. Why do they call? Why do they call him that? Because he's got both feet. Yeah. And then you just go what? That was his preview of one of the new villains in Geek Two. Yeah, that's Geek Two. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy both. Jimmy both feet. Check it out. Check out Geek Two after you check out Geek One, uh, which hasn't been. You will be eighty-five yet. years old. The the year is twenty fifty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Boat Feet. No, not Boat Feet. I like no, like like Jimmy New York. Boat Feet. Like nah, Jimmy Boat Feet. Uh, boat Feet. He's boat got feet. Boat Feet. He got Boat Feet. Is that Boat Feet or Boat like Feet? Like a yacht? On I his don't foot? know. I don't know what you're saying. Eh, hey, you guys, the two Utes. Utes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome to Bag and Board. I'm Matt Cohen. I'm joined by Sean. We we're gonna. This. We're gonna. What? We did that. Oh, okay. We're gonna talk more about my Japan trip because yeah, this is part two of Japan. Yeah, man. This is Japan. Matt goes to Japan. This is Japan part. Koen Nichiwa is what I'm calling it. Aw. You like it? Why did we say that in the first episode? Because I'm using that for my YouTube videos. Koen Nichiwa. That's good. Hashtag Koen Nichiwa. Koen Nichiwa. Is what you should tweet this out yeah. with. Yeah, that's good. Koen and then Ichiwa. Ichiwa. Yeah. Not Koen and Nichiwa. Ichiwa. Koen Ichiwa. Yeah. 
You like it? I like it. it. Took me. It took me until after I got back to realize that. That's really good. You should have been saying that to people when you met them. Koenichiwa. Yeah. They'd be like, did he just say Cohen or really confuse them? Huh? And then they all commit seppuku. You know what? I didn't see any Is su- that that puzzle game? <laughs> yeah, they commit to getting really they good at to su- playing Sudoku. That with yeah. those numbers. Yeah. You, th- you think anyone's ever committed seppuku from Sudoku? Yes. Like they got so frustrated with the numbers that they just cut their stomach. Do you know what seppuku is? So you cut your stomach, right? You, you stab yourself with a sword in the stomach. You stab yourself, and then what do you do? Drag it up. Across. Right. Oh, is it they, side to side? Yes, they oh. open up I their... I thought they went in and up they, to, like... They open up their bellies. Yeah. Well, in and up would do the same. That's how you gut a pig. You go in and down, and then they, guts fall they out. They go in and across to... In on the in on like one side, and then they pull it across. Sometimes they'll go, they'll saw back and forth as long as they're alive. I was going to make a really and probably inappropriate joke about a comedian. Oh, don't Artie Lang? Mm -hmm. Come on, man! Now I made it for you, and everyone's like, "Oh, what an asshole!" It's true, though. If I didn't say that, they wouldn't have been. They would not have caught it. No, No. that's why I said a comedian because I knew you knew. Artie Lang loves Sudoku. He he's really That's what good. he's talking about. Loves it. Um, so let me think. Where were we last time? Oh, we talked about kind of a general, just like what I thought of Japan. Now I guess we can get into some specific stories and stuff. Well, at the end, you listed. I like, teased everything. I pretty did. much every okay. day. So, so second day, I went to J World Tokyo, which is the Shonen Jump amusement park. And if you're not familiar with manga, here it's how it's published in Japan: weekly, ma- weekly, two hundred page magazines. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Like an archive mag, like England does with um, 2000 AD. It's, it's basically 2000 AD, yeah. but for manga. Okay. Which is probably where they got the idea for 2008, for the Pro- antho- weekly anthology comic. Yeah, although I think they probably took it from, Fr- from France, who does a similar thing. I forget what it's called, but the oh, French right. might have also taken it you're from... You're right. I'm okay. sure it all so it's informed. All- yeah. Uh, so Shonen Jump is the biggest one, and that has... Dragon Ball, Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, Toriko, Hunter Hunter, all the big ones. Hunter Hunter might be Kodansha, actually. Um, so day two, you go to that amusement park. So they have what they call an amusement park. So at, did you like, look it up online before you went? I did. I knew exactly what I was getting into. Okay, okay. So, so they don't misadvertise. It's not like online. They're like, come to the most amazing place. No, on no, earth. no, 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 no. And then you no, walk no. in and it's like a garage. No, I knew exactly what I was getting into. Okay. So at like nine a.m., I'm like, well, I'm bored, and this place opens soon. I'm gonna um. I'm going to jump on a train, like, 30 minutes to a place. I'm just, like, my second day in Japan, too. And not even my second day, because my first night, I got there at, like, 5 p.m. So it's, like, I've just arrived. I've been in Japan for less than 12 hours. Right. I get on a train, and I go all the way to this place called Ikabukuro. Okay. Which is kind of empty-ish. Okay. And I find a mall. Like, an actual mall. And on the, like and a Mall of America type situation? Because, you know, that has a giant amusement park inside no, of it. No, like, like a fucking Beverly Center situation. Oh. Like a mall mall. Okay. Like just a mall. <laughs> and on, like, the fifth floor of this mall is, like, a Shonen Jump theme park. Okay. And I go there, and there's no one there, which is fine, because whatever. Now, the way this theme park is laid out is you pay, like, $8 to get in. That's not bad. The bulk of it is... They are mini carnival games that correspond to a popular Shonen Jump series. So the central layout is like a main floor, and then there are like little stations. Each one is a different anime with its own... Like a carnival. Yes, like a carnival, yeah. dude. 
That's what this amusement park was. Sounds like a carnival. It was a carnival. Yeah. Now, that being said, there are carnival barkers, and all of them are in costume regarding whatever game they're working. And I'm the only person there. So the second I walked in... They jump on you? They just swarmed on me. But but in a very Japanese way, they didn't like rush up to me. They would smile so hard and say good morning in the nicest, friendliest way possible and like give me an inviting, like, please come here. I went to one of them because I recognized the series. What one? Toriko, okay. which I like, is about a, a, a gourmet hunter. Okay. Imagine a world that's obsessed with gourmet food, and you have like... Uh, Crazy animals that you can yes, hunt. Yes, and eat. like he's like a, an amazing, super-powered gourmet champion hunter that's like the best fighter of all time mm-hmm. and like gets his power from eating and stuff like that. So I went to the Toriko booth, and about a minute later I realized I had paid the man to play a carnival game, which I didn't realize I was doing. And I lost, but I still got like a... So you pay eight bucks to get in, and then you got to pay for each game. And, okay. So, then, so what is the game? Is it like throwing darts at a balloon? This or? one was like, you know, the, you know the things where you put the, the frog on the anvil, and you hit it with the hammer, and you try to knock the frog so into the something? lily pad or whatever? Yeah. This one was that, but it was meat, and you were trying to knock it into a frying pan. Because of cooking. Because Torico. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you win? No. But I still got like a consolation postcard, which was nice. <laughs> okay. A lot of postcards. Um... And then I was like, all right, I'm, here. I'm doing what I came for. There's a one-piece ride here. There's a one-piece log flume. A lo- In a mall? Not a log flume. A dark, a water dark ride. In a mall? Yeah, in a mall. On the top floor of a mall. Okay. Stop eating on fucking microphone. Um, on the top floor of a mall. So I go to this one-piece ride, and it's all one-piece themed in this section, and I'm in heaven. Like, it's fake storefronts and, like, shadows of silhouettes of the characters. This is before you get to the ride. Like, the ride queue. Okay. But You're, there's no line. There's no one there. <laughs> so you're just walking through yeah, the queue and, and looking, looking at shit. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be, like, a grand voyage into the one-piece world. And I got out to the lady, and then you have to pay again for the ride. Aww. The ride was, like, $10. And I was like, well, fuck it, I'm here, whatever. Okay. Um, I talked to the lady, <laughs> and she's like, uh, ride Japanese only. And I'm like, oh, that's okay, I love One Piece. And I show her my tattoo and the patches on my bang, and she's like, oh, cool. Um, but really offended by your tattoo? No, a lot of them like the One Piece tattoo. That got me a lot of play in Japan. Even with people who were first like, ugh, tattoos. And then I was like... One Piece? And then they were like, oh, they'd laugh. Because... The equivalent is, and I only caught this when I went to Akihabara, I would walk into these like anime toy stores and be like, do you have One Piece? And the owners would be like, yeah, it's upstairs. And then I asked a friend and I was like, I don't get it. Like, why are they such dicks? He was like, like overplayed. He's like, dude, they're like records. They're like the record store guys in High Fidelity, and you're asking for like the the single most popular band oh, in the world. Okay. It's like it's like walking to a toy a collector's toy store in America and asking for Simpsons toys. Yeah, or it's like walking into like a you, like a douchey comic store and being you like, do ba- you have Batman? Do you have any Batman yeah. toys? It's, so I was yeah. that guy. Yeah. Look, I have a Batman tattoo. Yeah, right. And they're like, oh, good job. Um, so That's funny. So the One Piece tattoo got me some place. So I go to this ride, and the lady does the whole ride spiel in Japanese, and she hands me like a flashlight, and she's like, shine the flashlight. And I was like, all right, let's just do this. So I get on like a mini version of the One Piece boat, Going Merry, which was super cool. And it's a little water ride. It's maybe like two and a half minutes long. And like, it's a Disney style dark ride with a couple animatronics, mostly screens where they're projecting what I think is original animation just for the ride. Like, I think the ride has its own story. Right. They weren't just like 
playing old episodes. No, I think the ride has specifically its own story, its own <clears> animation. Yeah. I just don't know what it was about. Uh, sure, at all. Right. Um, and I took video of the whole thing. It's just me very confused for two minutes. Yeah, and and. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to take video either, which was funny. There were a lot of, and I don't want to be like American dick guy, but like I go to the Ghibli Museum and there's like, there's no, and I knew going in, every website I've read is like no photography. Their entire concept is like, you, this is about memories and emotion. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I got inside the Ghibli Museum, I was like, oh, there's no one in here like <laughs> stopping me from taking pictures. <laughs> I was going to take pictures of everything. <laughs> Plus, they're really polite, so they probably are not going to walk up to you. No. Well, they were. There were people stationed inside specifically to stop people from taking pictures. But I was wearing a hoodie, so what I did was I just snuck my info camera to the top of my hoodie and was clicking it from the right side. So yeah. they couldn't tell what I was really doing. Yeah. So I took a lot of pictures. So in the One Piece ride, there's video of me just very bewildered. And then two minutes later, it was over. And I was like, all right, thanks, theme park. And it lasted all. I was there for like 25 minutes at the theme park. You did one game and one ride? And yes. Left. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't want to spend any more money on shit I didn't care about. I bought a bunch of toys. Were there other dark rides that there, you could have gone on? There was a Dragon Ball Z ride or a Naruto ride, I believe, but I think it was like a motion machine. Oh. Which I wasn't particularly... Like the Simpsons kind of... Yeah, and I don't even... I'm not particularly into those animes, so I, sure. I just went there for the One Piece. Yeah. Okay, so that's D2. Day two. And then uh, I kind of just hung around in the afternoon. I met up with my buddy, Shank, from God Faded Japan. We went to that horror-themed bar. Yeah. We went to the store Don Quixote, which is like the, the big, crazy, five-story everything in the world where they sell all the Kigurumis and costumes and stuff. Okay. So I bought a bunch of like Kigurumis, yeah. got drinks, and then I headed to uh, the Flaming Lips show. Cool. Which was, which was an interesting experience. What's that like? You got a ticket. Basically, uh, uh, Shank and Johnny got me my ticket. I PayPal'd them because you can only buy it with a Japanese credit card. So I got my ticket, and I show up, and you hand them a ticket, and then they hand you another ticket. Then you walk inside, and you give that ticket to someone, and then they give you another ticket for a drink. So on my third ticket, I got a beer, and I went outside to smoke cigarettes because it was like an hour before the show. I got there early. Is there an opening band? There was. It was a Japanese band called MRZ. Cool. I enjoyed them. Yeah. I genuinely enjoyed them. I'm sure they were cool. They were fun. Yeah. Like, uh, like punk, like rock style They're or like, like indie rock, kind of a little more poppy than the Flaming Lips, but but decent. Like Killers. Yeah. Yeah. Something like their yeah. the Strokes. Sure. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. an upbeat kind of. Yeah. Kind of pop tempo. Yeah. Totally. They were fine. But uh, in the hour before the show, like, I, I was just hanging in the Smith cigarette area. Like, no one wants to talk to you, ever. Even if they're cool and even if they're hip and regardless, they just don't want to talk to other people in general. Are they talking amongst themselves, no. though? Like, No. And every time I'm telling you about these interactions, they're, it's not like they're going, oh, fuck this white guy. They don't look at each other or talk to each other. Even, like, friends that go to a concert don't come outside friends. and, like, talk about, like, eh, to each to other, it. only it. in small groups. That's what I mean. I mean, amongst, in, amongst, in their groups, yes. they're chatting with each other, but no one's interacting with, like, the group next to them no, or getting engaged. Never, never, is what it seems like. Right. And, I, and that, that being said, I can't really tell who's friends and who's not, but right. I'm pretty sure that that's not happening. So I'm, like... Every time I see a kid who will, like, smile or acknowledge me, I'll be like, you like Flaming Lips? And they'll be like, yeah, I love them. And, no. and, and they would say, I'm like, here. what other... One kid was like, no, I hate Flaming Rip. 
And I was like, well, what kind of bands do you like? He was like, Metallica, <clears throat> Megadeth. Did you ask him why he was there? Motor, his buddy brought him. Metallica, Megadeth, Motorhead. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, you hate the Flaming Lips. Yeah, really? Motorhead. Motorhead. Who was it, Japanese Brian Posehn? Dude, he was like Japanese metal guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Like Motorhead, he fucking said. He's like Man of War. He goes, you see Metallica movie? And I lied to him. And I was like, yeah. So it's some kind of monster. Yeah, it was great. I got the name right. And he's yeah. like, it doesn't come out here yet. Did you see the Pantera movie? He goes, movie? I catch James Drumstick twice. And he was like really into Metallica, this kid. And I was Rock. like, you were at the wrong fucking show, Seriously. buddy. Um. So I just engaged them and a couple a couple people, they would name like a band and I would sing like a line from the band and they would lose their minds. Because it must be weird only knowing the words phonetically and not knowing what most of them mean. Yeah. I don't really have that. No, me neither. There's I a couple Sublime songs where I know all the Spanish. There you go. I guess that's the best example is like, is like Sublime like songs. Like Caress Me Down, I'm not sure. Sh- and I speak Spanish, but I'm still not sure 100% what he's saying. I don't saying. speak any Spanish, and I love that song. And, you and know I the know words. the words. I mean, at least to the best of my ability to understand what the... I'm sure I'm mangling a lot of the words. But, but yeah, no, I don't understand what that song means. So if I heard someone sing that... Tenemos un bebe. Like, Chataro, I would be like, or like if I went to if, if I went to Mexico and I heard someone sing that part that song at me, I'd be like, ha, neat. Exactly. So it's they that. It. It's that. Yeah. But like, they all know the words to like. Do you realize in Yoshimi and like a good amount of the Flaming Lips song, which I was impressed with. Yeah. Um, Flaming Lips come out. Uh, I've seen the Flaming Lips a bunch. It's a different stage show than usual. There's no one dancing on stage. There's not a lot of theatrics. But the main conceit of the show is that. Wayne, the lead singer, is standing on like a mountain of neon tubing that color coordinates to the songs. It's really cool. Like he's literally standing on a mountain of neon tubing that they built before the show with duct tape and silver like Whoa. shiny balls. Like I'll show you video. Yeah, it, it was really really cool. And it was just I mean, if you like the Flaming Lips, it was just a fucking yeah, I'm sure. It was just a great concert. Yeah, it was really fun. And do they do they um banter? A little bit. If, but I mean, English. look, if you've seen the Flaming Lips, you know that they fucking banter. Fla- look, Flaming Lips are the only concert I've ever been to where the audience turned on the lead singer. And was like, stop talking and play a fucking song. It was at the Hollywood Forever show, and Wayne was so fucking high on something and just rambling. And someone literally went, shut the fuck up and play. And everyone went like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> so he does that, and he does this other thing where in between every song... He'll go like, when people will clap, every time someone claps at a Flaming Lips show, Wayne says the same exact thing, and he'll be like, come on, fuckers, come on. And he does this like hand motion, yeah, like, yeah. give me more. So they, because he feeds off the energy a yeah. lot. He'll pause songs. He'll take like a dramatic pause in a song and be like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. So everyone can amp sh- everybody up. Yeah. Exactly, which is smart and cool. Sure. So he was doing a lot of like, we love you. But wasn't dumbing it down, really. He was kind of just talking at the audience, and they probably couldn't understand a lot of it. No, I'm sure. But it didn't matter, because it was fun and and like neon-colored, and I get why they're popular there, if they are popular. Right. They obviously have enough of a fan base. That they filled out this place. What kind of... Was it like an arena? It was like a big venue. It was like 2,000 people, probably. Oh, that's It was a decent-sized venue. Like a Palladium? Akasaka Blitz. Yeah, or like a Wilshire. Yeah. Wiltern, I mean. Wiltern, yeah, yeah. On Wilshire. It was like a Wiltern. Um, and it was just a fun concert, and that was really trippy to get to see one of my favorite that's bands. Day, that's still day two? Yeah. In Tokyo. Day three, I wake up, I go to the Ghibli Museum, which is an awesome. So I take a train like an hour outside of Tokyo. Bullet train? 
no, not bullet trains are typically only for big traveling between the big cities. Okay, so suburbs aren't on the bullet train line. If that makes any sense, because you get there too fast, probably. Yeah, I don't even. Uh, they're just they're not built on the same train tracks. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, all the trains are operated by different companies too, for the most part, which mm-hmm. is weird. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's weird. We have like Amtrak. They have like eight different train track companies. Strange. JR is the biggest one, and I bought something that Americans can buy called the JR Pass, which meant I traveled for free on any JR train, okay. which is the bullet train, so that was cool. Um, only Americans can buy that? Only foreigners. Interesting. So it's only for people traveling to Japan on a visitor's visa. Interesting. Yeah. Like, they want to make it convenient, but if you live there, they're like, fuck you, you pay like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, because it's super, you gotta think about it, it's super expensive, so like... It takes like three hours. They to don't get... have like the equivalent of like a metro card there for like people that live there. They have something called a Suiza card, which is a metro card for your life. What? Yeah, so it works at stores, it works at vending machines, it works at train stations, it works everywhere. And you just you tap your card on a scanner and it automatically takes the money out. That's awesome. And they use it for everything over there. Suiza and Pasmo. I mean, that would be like having, I guess, Google Wallet at this point. Is that a real thing? Yeah. We talking about bitcoins now? No, Google okay. Wallet is like it's like a an app on your that you can get on your phone that links to your bank account that links to your bank account and you can just pay for anything everywhere. Yes, like, but anywhere. but stores don't have Google Wallet. Readers. They're starting to now where it just links to like where you would swipe your credit card. You just like open the app on your phone and it talks to that machine. Okay, so they have that there. And it like, does it. So yeah. every, every, but they have it as like cards, which is cool. They cards, like a credit it. card. You just yeah. tap it or, or you pass swipe it over it. Yeah. it. You know what I mean? And you get right in. Um. So they go to the Ghibli Museum, you land, you get it to this little train station in the suburbs, and then every, um, um, you can either take a bus or walk through a park, and I was like, I'll walk through the park. It's a really nice park with like a lake and people on like swan paddle boats, and which are apparently unlucky in Japan. You're not, you're not supposed to go on as a couple. Hmm. If you're a married couple or a boyfriend and girlfriend, you're not supposed to take those swan boats, I found out. It's like a curse. And over here, it's... Quite the opposite. I've never seen it's them like over here romantic. in real life, but well, I mean, on movies, in and movies stuff, and shit, co-opted. they love those swan boats. Yeah, they love swan boats. In movies. Swans are so beautiful. I want to ride inside of one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sit in the Let exoskeleton of a swan. Of I want to dig a hole out of your middle and ride. I want to command you. Yeah, and and like I know, I just want your dead. I want your dead chassis. I want to ride in your corpse. That's basically what it is. Well, that's that's I'm America to a your oversized corpse. We love things here to death, literally. We're just like, oh, I love that so much. I want to be inside of I'm it. Gonna stop using the expression "beating it. a dead horse" and using the expression "riding a dead swan." Um, riding a dead swan. So I walk through the park, and uh, no one's speaking English, of course. And I'm like, I just keep going like Ghibli. I, by this point, I learned doko means where, but I'm still not saying it and right. And the that's the word yes. there, right? I, I keep saying doko. Like, I keep going like, Sumimasen, doko uh, uh, Tower Records. And they'll be like, oh, okay. Mm. But then I find out much later that me saying doko wa basically translates to, excuse me, where Tower Record? You're not saying where is. I'm saying where. <laughs> but that's still, if someone, I mean, if someone walked up to me in Brooklyn English and says, where hospital? I go, oh, he means where okay, is. Okay, exactly. So I was doing that. So they still didn't know what I was saying. And I'm like, I'm looking at my Google Maps, which isn't working in Japan in the sense that it knows where I am and it knows where I need to go, but it won't follow me on the transit. 
Right. So I have to refresh it. And I don't know right. if that's how Google Maps works in general. I thought it GPSed you and moved with you. It should, but if you're losing the signal on the transit, then it wouldn't. It did. Well, I was wireless, so it was strange. It, even Yeah, but it's wireless is not the satellite. You, you, the GPS ah, is working off of an actual that satellite. That makes much more sense Not off of then. wireless. Because... So because in other words, even the Maps time, app didn't refresh me. It won't until you're in the open sky where a satellite can actually find your satellite. Okay, so it, I would have to refresh off. myself. Yes. I would walk in a direction and then research and then until I got closer and closer. Yes. So I know I'm within like a five minute walk from the Ghibli Museum, but no one in and this you're, and you're saying Ghibli and they're just looking. I'm at just you going like you're Doko a on Ghibli. So then, after like the tenth try, I was like. Let me try this. And I walked up to someone. I said, Sumiwa said, Dokoa Jibri? And they went, Oh, yeah, yeah. It's right over there. You literally can't pronounce L's. So, they, it's, so it's the Jibri Museum. It's Jibri. It's Studio Jibri in Japan. It's yeah. spelled G H I B L I. But Luffy, the main character from One Piece, is Rufy over there. If they can't pronounce L's, why would they spell a word with it? <clears throat> it's only in Romanji, which means it's whenever they spell a word in English and they never pronounce it because R is a different sound than L. Does that make sense? So the name of the studio is written... Ghibli. Is written in English. Yes. It's... they Yes. The, that It's a Romanji name, which means it's in English. Like, their most... Their, their big convenience stores over there are 7-Eleven, Lawson's, and Family Mart. Hmm. I, Everything is written in English. A lot of stores are just English names and stuff. They can read English. Hmm. They just can't speak it. Does that make sense? Yeah. As a country, they can read English. Yeah. They don't know what it means necessarily, but they can read it. Right, or they know what it means based on whatever sign they're looking at. Yeah, but but they can read. If you yeah. show them a string of letters, they can sound it out and read it in English. They just don't know what that fucking means for a lot of the time. So, like, it was the Jibri Museum. It was a lot of stuff like that. Like, I kept asking for Sergeant Frog toys, which in Japanese I know is Kiraro Gunzu. But I was saying Keraro. And they were like, we have no fucking idea what you mean. And then I would show them the patch on my backpack and they'd go, oh, Kiraro. And I was like, yeah, I was what saying. What were you saying? Keraro. Keraro as opposed to Kiraro. And they had It no- must be such a different thing. Like, to me, it sounds pretty much it's the same. It's probably the difference between saying, like, sergeant and, like, elephant. Like, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's tough. So I finally found the Ghibli Museum. Yeah. And I'm in heaven. Yeah, you're like, elephant frog toys? And they're like, this guy's on drugs. And I'm in, I get to the Ghibli Museum and I'm in heaven. It's just a museum. It's just a museum. Art on the walls? Sculptures? No. no. What? Different rooms, but basically the gist of it is is um, a couple rooms with original art and a, and a floating exhibition. This time was like lenses and how lenses change your view of art. It was really cool, actually. Okay. The, the main rooms are always a recreation of Miyazaki's office that you can't like. There's velvet robes and stuff, so it's just everything everywhere. Right watercolors, and, and if you're a Ghibli fan, it's the best thing ever. And also, I should mention that inside the museum, it is themed better than any Disney thing you've ever been to. Meaning, like, each room is its own Not thing. even each, no, I don't mean that. I mean the, the, the full building itself. A, the architecture is incredible, but B, every window is a stained glass of a Ghibli movie. Every oh, doorknob awesome. is something. Every molding on the ceiling is something. The detail... 
is better than any, not the theming, the detail <laughs> is better than any Disney ride you've ever been on. That's really cool. It's an incredible place. So do they have like, can you go into like Howl's Moving Castle? No, they don't have rides. It's it's a... But like they don't even have like a recreation. No, because it's an art through. museum. It's an okay. art museum. It's the Ghibli Museo d'Art in okay. French because they love France. They love France. And the French love them. Every white person I saw there was French. And while I was like way down with the Japanese, every time I'd see a French dude, I'd be like, oh, you're so fucking French. Fuck you with your fucking Frenchness. Martini. Um, there's a character in Geek. But but I honestly felt like that. And I like French French people, but it just like they're so obnoxiously French immediately. <laughs> and I'm sure they feel the same way about me and every culture in the Do world. Do you have French podcast listeners, you think? I have a couple. We had a couple Geek pre-orders from Paris. Sorry, guys. But um, not really. Mercy. But not really, sorry. Mercy. But not really, though. Really, I mean, just be less. Get slimy. out of France. Stop, stop being like that. No, they were in stop Japan and they were still French. Yeah, stop being so French. I'll give you one worse. <laughs> I was in Shinjuku one night at like two a.m. just tra- drinking a beer, and all of a sudden, like all of my senses were assaulted. It was like the first time I saw The Matrix. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" It was a group of like drunk twenty-one-year-old Australian girls. <laughs> I spoke to them for like a half an hour. Yeah, I'm sure that was fun. They were so obnoxious and loud and awesome, and like knew they were the ones who told me Jamey was on. That's when I told you that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just after not hearing Americans for a week, loud people are just like getting back to getting back to the states was weird. Yeah, as soon as you land at the airport, you're like, "Why is everyone so loud?" Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I don't care about your life. Stop telling me. And that's what it... It's not about the loudness. You realize in Japan, like, 90% of the stuff you overhear in America is people talking about themselves. Does that make sense? Like, when you're in a restaurant, you're listening to some dude talking about his life to someone and you're... You don't speak the language, so for all you know, they were having those types of conversations there. But I asked a lot of people, and they're not... They're not, like, having... Like, and you're in a restaurant over there, people are talking. Not a lot. Really? Just not not a lot of people there's are talking. There's just not a lot of small talk over there. There's they don't no, have a lot of time for It doesn't seem that. like there's any small talk. That's good. I hate small talk. Uh, but I love it. My I wonder entire, how you go on a date over see, there. See, my entire life is based on small talk. They have a specific... It's called nonpa. Like, there's a specific word for hitting on someone. What do you do? It's a real weird, like, slow process. And, like, it's not... You read, that, you read those articles that were coming out while I was over there that Japanese kids stopped having sex. Yeah. And I asked one dude in Osaka... Osaka's Vegas, by the way. We'll get to it. But, like, it's insane. And I was there on, like, Halloween weekend, so everyone was just wasted and in costumes. And one dude walks up, and he goes, Hey, bro. And I was like, Oh, this kid knows English. And I was like, What's up? He goes, Nothing, man. What are you doing here? And I was like, Where'd you learn English? He's like, I went to college in Canada for a year. Nice. I was like, Where, Toronto? He's like, No, near Calgary. And I was like, Hey. He's like, So boring, man. He's like... Oh, you like weed, man? Uh, and I was like, it's illegal here. And he was like, I know. A square. I was, like, did you, I was like, did you smoke when you were in Canada? He goes, no, I never do drugs. I just like fucking drinking a lot, man. <laughs> and I was like, what are you going to do tonight? And he pointed to the girls behind me. He's like, going to try to fuck these chicks. And I was like, that's funny. Because I just read an article about how Japanese kids aren't having sex. He goes, that's fucking bullshit, man. So that kid was having sex, apparently. Okay. Well, that's good to know. At least that guy's having Oh, sex. let me finish my story from last episode with Hideki and Yuko. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So they tell me they like burn notice. We right. talk for a few minutes more. Well, that's right. The love, the love thing. He, invite, secret he invites me to a party the next night. Okay, he's going to walk me to my train station because I'm lost and he's incredibly nice. So you don't say, so she whispers to you, I love him, secret. Yes. And you don't say anything to him no. that night. She leaves. He goes to walk me to my train station. The instant she's out of sight, I'm like, dude, she's in love with you. He goes, What? He didn't know. That's I was like, yes, man, do you love her? He goes, yes. I was like, you need to tell her. I made a Japanese love connection, I That's hope. That's amazing. And I'm friends with him online. I should find out. You I should, should find out if he told her. Yeah. I should text so him. So he never told her how he felt, and she feels the same way, and they've just been, like, dating? They're not even dating. They're just best friends. <laughs> she was a dental hygienist. He was a photographer. Aww. Like... Now they'll get together. I, I'm hoping that they're together now. That's adorable. And I that, like, that. you know what I mean? I, I could be their that. best man at their wedding. I love that. Um, so anyway, uh, Flaming Lips show, Ghibli Museum. Uh, basically, there's a room that's Miyazaki, a recreation of Miyazaki's office. There's a life-size uh, Castle in the Sky statue on the roof of the museum, which is the biggest, um, I guess, uh chores draw of the museum that's what everyone goes there for for what to take your picture with the statue okay i just posted on facebook today actually it's like a 50 foot tall statue from one it's a recreation of a robot of a giant robot from one of the ghibli movies that's awesome which is really cool um here come here i'll show you real quick um so they have that then they the other cool thing they have is they have a small theater that shows shorts that are only made for the museum so it's your only chance to ever see uh, any any of these short animations. Oh, that's awesome. That's the statue I showed Sean. See, it's on the roof of the museum. That's on the roof of the museum. It's all terraced and gardened. Oh, that thing is so cool. Look at its eyes. Well, everything was. Have you ever seen Castle in the Sky? Yeah. Laputa? Oh, you ha- so you know that robot. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Um, so um, that-, that was fun. And then there was a gift shop where I spent a lot of money, which was fun. And uh, and you get to watch a short film, and I watched the coolest short film of all fucking time. Oh my god! Like, there's a theater there where they show films that are only made for the museum. Yeah, that's what you were saying. And I watched one called "The Day I Bought a Star." Okay, it was about this kid, and it was all in Japanese with no subtitles. So it's hard, and you like, I didn't really know what was happening, but basically, this kid buys. It's like rock from a frog and an otter, and he puts it in a little potted plant, and it grows into a planet. And then you find out that like every it, everyone's on their own mini planet. It was just really fucking cool, and you could never see it anywhere outside of that museum. And they have a rotation of the showing, so even That's if you awesome. go there, you might you not might not see, see it, it again. But it was so fucking great. That's it was cool. Uh, left the museum, took a lot of pictures. Then I got ramen in that town, which was a scary experience because it was very authentic and no one spoke English. And it was like twenty Japanese dudes at lunch, and you didn't you pay for it in a machine, and then they give you a ticket, and then you give the ticket to the chef. Like someone had to help me, like press the buttons and stuff. Uh, yeah, how do you know what you're pressing? I had no idea, but I just said I wanted ramen, and some lady knew enough English. That you just she, said ramen. She nailed it. Yeah, yeah, and it was good. It was good. It was just way too thick and authentic. I didn't eat all of it. There was a lot of weird stuff in it. No, not really. Nope. Honestly, no. It was like pork and uh, oh, okay. seaweed and noodles and like normal ramen and egg. Um, so I did that. I went back home, but then I hit up the One Piece store, yeah. which is also in the top of a mall. A lot of malls in Japan and a lot of stuff in malls. Well, there's not a lot of room, so. <clears throat> so the One Piece store or the Mugawara store, which is Japanese for straw hat, which is the name of Luffy's crew. There are different pirate crews, basically. That's that guy? 
Uh, that's the guy with that straw hat. That's what I mean. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. straw hat guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, and they're the straw hat pirates. He's basically. the main guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So it was the straw hat store, and uh, it was the most overwhelming moment of my life. Because it's it's it, like I don't even know what analogy. I imagine it would be the. Oh, I'll tell you what the analogy for me would be when I was a kid, and like Animaniacs was on, and Batman the Animated the Series. The Warner Brothers store. Yes. yes. And then they opened up the Warner Brothers store, and I remember and, the first time I went in there, and it was like. Everything that I love. Do you remember what you, you remember what you could do in the back by the cave? That painting yes, computer program, pl- yeah. touchscreen, yeah. color by number thing. Yeah, I loved the fucking war. I loved Disney, it. Disney Store never, never so much. No, no. There was the a Warner, Warner Brothers store, store at the awesome. where? Where did you have one? In Florida, in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, really. Yeah. I thought it was no. There, there was one in like right in Lauder Hill. There was always one at the Forum Shops in Vegas at Caesars when I was a kid. It, it's long shut down now, but I kind of I spent my life growing up in Vegas and New York. Yeah, in, yeah. in between, so like I would live at that Warner Brothers. Yeah, store. no, it was great. I bought a I bought two things there. I bought, I bought uh, everything. I bought an cells. Animaniacs cell, and then the cast of the Animaniacs came, and I they all signed the cell. So I have I have the the three Animaniacs. What's that guy's name? Rob. Uh, uh Rob. Um, yeah, it was was Paulson? was Yakko. No. Yeah, yeah. And then Dot was what's her name? Uh, uh, from Tara the, Strong. Yeah, no, Tess Tess McNeil. Oh, it's Tess McNeil. Yeah. It's it's Mrs. Cartman. Yes. Oh wow. And um, yeah. And then That's and then cool. and then I forget who the other dude was. Yes, that would kind of be the equivalent. But that was the equivalent. But I imagine, imagine if the yeah. entire store was Animaniacs. Right, or Batman, or whatever. Because I mean, at the time, I was. I was more into Batman. So imagine if there was a Batman store. Batman store. Yeah, that's awesome. So what did you buy there? One of everything? No, well, that's the thing. They had a lot of shit that like, A, I didn't know what a lot of stuff was. How, what do you mean? Do you love that. How could you not know? Because it wasn't toys at the One Piece store. What was it? Like shirts? Stationery and shirts and pencils and erasers and weird little like bottle holders and thing just like knickknacks and i didn't know like they would say on the boxes what they were but a lot nine, 90% of the time i'd have to like ask them then they'd go back to a computer and they'd come back and they'd be like japanese rice cakes and i'd be like oh okay i don't want that, I don't want that. <laughs> you know i bought some erasers um i bought a uh, a polo shirt with with chopper with a gold chopper on that's it, one of the characters where, like the lacoste would be he's the little reindeer guy with the hat he's the most famous one out of them guy. Yeah, see the big plush animal right? Oh, right there. to the left of the fish okay. tank and yeah, all yeah. over. Uh, he's like their most. He is their. Uh, I love that. That's a character in the thing you love the most. Yeah, but he also turns into like a giant monster. He's of like a he, badass of fighter. Of course he does. Yeah, yeah. He's like a fucking sixteen-year-old reindeer. He's a medic. He's the he's the ship's medic. He's a doctor. Mm-hmm. But when he he can transform at will into like a werewolf-sized reindeer. Logically, that's like a badass. Brawler. Why wouldn't he? Um, well, he, he ate a special power. Is that fat guy on the second shelf in the center, is that from One Piece? Yeah, everything on that wall is, every single thing you see on that wall is from One Piece. Oh. That's my One Piece wall. There's some cool stuff on that show. Look at the dude with the hat. Which dude? On top. That? Yeah, Brooke, he's a skeleton. He's one of the main, like he's one of the main crew members. He's cool. He's the ship's musician. He's like a hundred. He's like Slash. He's a dead guy. He's like Slash, but dead. That's like Slash. He plays, music. He plays rock, he plays. Oh, then he's Slash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy was like. A Guns N' Roses fan, he's like, I'm Oda, gonna draw a slash into like, this comic. I mean, dude, every Aichiro Oda, the man who created One Piece, is a huge fan of pop culture, so much so that Sanji, which you can't really see right now, is based on Steve Buscemi and Reservoir Dogs. I'm reading the comic, I just did his guest spot on the One Piece podcast this week, we were reading the new issue, and he named two characters, R- Lucy and Ricky. <laughs> so like he's a big fan of American, of pop, American culture. pop culture. Yeah, That's so, so funny, that's why that fat guy looks like Bluto from Popeye. 
Yeah, it's Blackbeard the pirate, basically. Yeah. Um. So the One Piece store was fun. They knew I was a big fan. They gave me a lot of free shit. All those panels you see. I'll take a picture. Those things are great. I was just looking at those. The background on the wall. Yeah. I got those for free at the store, and I was like, I'm doing wallpaper. For free? Uh, they, those are really cool. They knew I was a big fan, and I spent a lot of money, and they saw my tattoo. and like So a lot of places gave me free shit for being American. I went to this it's like being stick, a hot chick. I went in to this. I said being being ja- being white in Japan is like being a hot chick anywhere. Um, I tweeted that. Uh, I went to the sticker store in Harajuku, which I really liked. Also, by the way, Harajuku is Melrose, okay, but with crazier kids. They have an undefeated. They have every store we have here. It's really expensive too. It's like the fancy f- area. That's where all you see all the crazy fashion and the Harajuku girls. Yeah. And you've heard that phrase. Yeah, of course. And the girl Kyari Pamu Pamu. Gwen, Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. And, and bigger, is, bigger now is Kyari Pamu Pamu, who Americans might know. I don't know who that is. It's the biggest pop star in Japan. She's a 20 year old girl. She had a song called Pon Pon Pon, which was really popular. It was like a viral hit. It's Matt, Matt Bennett's in love pon, with pon, her. Pon. It's is that real, Mr. Matt? Pon Pon. Of course. And she's like way popular. So Harajuku is all fashion. And cool, like kind of like Fairfaxy. If you live in LA stores or East Village, if you live in New York, and I don't know anywhere else, so sorry. Um, those are my two frames. Yeah, and of, nothing if you live in those, the Midwest, and it, it doesn't and matter. Those are things you, that you yeah. Google about. Yeah, if you exactly. Live in the Midwest. You have no, you have no help with. Sorry, that um, you should move to one of the coasts. So I dug, I dug Harajuku, and I got like a bunch of cool fucking pairs of sneakers, and I bought a bunch of t-shirts. And no girls talk to you. No, no, no cute Harajuku girls will. One girl talked to me the entire trip outside of the Kobe beef restaurant. She came outside. Her name was. She was like waiting. She was like hugging me and she knew Sublime. And she was like, You know Sublime? And I said, Yeah. And she went, Smoke to a joint. And I was like, I'm in love. And then I realized I, she might have been 14. <laughs> you couldn't tell how old she was. Nope. And I said that to a lot of people and they laughed. She could have been 14 or 30. I have no idea. That's awesome. And I didn't feel like asking, so I stopped flirting. I had no clue. She might. Like she that. very well might have been 14 years old. Who knows? You were going to make a weirder comment, but you bit it. No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. No, I was I was, I was. was going to say... Well, no, what I was going to say was is that the same prop thing well, happens over here. She doesn't here. have Facebook, but she, gave me, she had a line, which is the Japanese social media, so we became friends, and then she was like... We were sending pictures to each other because we couldn't speak English. She sent me a picture of Christina Ricci from Adam's Family Values, and I was like... Oh, she's I older. I think I'm in love with this girl. <laughs> she's probably older then. I was like, the first two frame of reference that she had were... Sublime, Sublime, Sublime and Christina Ricci. And Ninja Turtle, she loved. <laughs> Really? Yeah, and then I realized, and then like I went inside the restaurant, and her brother and her mom were there. She was at the dinner with her family, but she worked in an office. I'm not talking about her age. I very quickly realized why she knew all that stuff. Why? She was rich. Ha. Rich Japanese kids are like way into, they were into like reggae, and they were going to a reggae show that night, and they loved, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? They can access American culture easier than poor Japanese people. I, I immediately realized, like, oh. Uh, you know what? I got news for you. I think most rich kids over here probably have more access to anime and those kinds of interests than... Everyone's got fucking internet now. It's fairly liberal. Um, yes. It's, no, I think it's being wealthy over there. There's an implied liberalism, oddly enough, as opposed to here where it seems to be conservatism. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're Uber... So I, I, I immediately... Because it was also a very expensive restaurant where I got the Kobe beef... 
It was the most expensive meal of my life. I'm sure. And this woman was paying for both of her children and herself. And the girl was like, ah, I don't really like this restaurant. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> They're fucking rich kids. And that was why they were into like, you know what I mean? They had time. They they were The brother was good with English. They invited me to a reggae show that night. Um, I didn't have the heart to tell them like, no one here likes reggae. <laughs> I like reggae. Do you, oh, yeah, you do. I you like, like ska. ska and reggae. Yeah. I would have had fun with that. Um. So what else? So uh, I go to the One Piece store. There's a big ska scene in Japan. Is so, there? Yeah, so it doesn't surprise... There's a ton of Japanese ska bands, so it does not surprise me in the least. In fact, I'd be curious if what they're calling reggae is it's just, just Japanese ska. ska. I imagine that's probably where probably. she's going. Probably, yeah, To like yeah. some crazy Jap... I mean, and they sound like American ska bands, only they're like... You know, like all that crazy Japanese. Like, that's offensive. Whatever. If you're going to do gibberish languages, <clears throat> at least make them sound right. Well, what's the difference? Uh, instant. After being in Japan for a week, like, not even... Mushi mushi. There you go. Is I could do better? it over here. Mushi mushi. The difference between Japanese, Korean, and Chinese is so insane. You would... If I played you all three, you you might not know which is which, but you would go like, yes, these are three definitely distinct. Yeah, when you hear them, they're definitely different. It sounds like the difference between African and Norwegian. Like, they're yeah. not the same. <laughs> um... And I don't want to. I don't want to get into the subtle differences. No, I mean I can. You can hear the differences. That was just my go-to. Oh, yeah, other yeah. language. Everyone, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and they hate that. Whatever. I'm sure when they do American, they're like baseball, baseball. I wanted to know? make. I wanted to make this joke, but I never did. They're I, like, oh, hot dogs. I wanted to make this joke tweet, but I never did. I wanted to be like a weekend. I wanted to be like. You guys, did you know Japan is not in China? That explains a lot of the dirty looks I've been getting. But I thought that was too weirdly insignificant, like, culturally. I mean, I made a lot of those jokes before you left. Oh, okay, to you good. Yeah, you did. About They're pretty funny. Where I would be like, hey, man, when are you going to visit Hong Kong? And you're like, no, dude, you don't. I don't think you know what. That's hours and hours away. I don't think you know what anything is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can you take a picture of the Great Wall of China for me? <laughs> so I, I did that ropeway. I stayed in the Ryokan. Oh, I already got through all that, I think. Yeah, you're on day four now. Okay, so yeah, day four, I leave Tokyo. I go out to the suburbs. I take that ropeway thing, which mm-hmm. was cool. And on that ropeway, I meet a group of uh, sixth graders on a field trip. And you can tell because they're all wearing yellow hats. All of them. And what kind of hats? Like caps? Yeah, baseball caps. Yellow baseball caps with their names on them. So I'm sitting on this train with them. It's like a ropeway car that has like 50,000 switchbacks in the mountains. Like at one point, the train stopped at the end of a track. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then it switched directions and went up. And then it stopped again and switched directions and went up. It was switchbacks. Whoa. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. So it was a train that was all switchbacks. so weird. In the middle of the mountains. So I had some time to talk to these kids, and I, I, you know, I was smiling. I like to smile at people. I was trying yeah, to course. engage people. Yeah. I was friendly over there. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to Which be. I kind of am here. Once I got back, I was like, oh, I smile and say hi to people all the time. Sure. Like, that's an American, I think that's Very an American so. thing to do. Yeah. Is to, is to, to engage. Is to engage, which is the opposite of Japanese culture. Engage. Um, Number so, one. Engage. So I engage these kids, I smile, and this little fat kid behind me goes like, I'm hungry. And I was like, oh, sweet, he speaks English. I went, I'm hungry, too. And then this little girl... He's like, no, fuck you, that's my name. A little girl, a couple <laughs> seats over, goes, I'm tired. And I went, I'm tired, too. And they all laughed. And then I showed them my one-piece tattoo, which is usually how I open conversations. And they lost their minds. In a good way. And the teacher got really excited and started and asked, like, hand-motioned if she could take pictures with me and the kids. Oh. I was like, sure, yeah. 
Now, one kid had a little chalkboard. So the kids knew One Piece. They were like, yeah, everyone, one everyone piece. in the country knows One Piece. Okay. Old people know. It's at every store. Okay. Uh, well, the kid had a little chalkboard. It was, a, it was a comic book word balloon that he was writing stuff on in chalk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, let me borrow it. And I wrote the word cool on it. And I accidentally broke a stick of chalk. And he looked so fucking fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. To, I didn't want to say like I'm. I didn't want to acknowledge <laughs> that I broke his stick of chalk. And I don't know if these were like the poorest rural kids in the world. Say it might be like the only chalk he'll ever get. Dude, again. He like very neatly tried to put it back together and back in the case, and it fell out. And he got really sad. And his friends were helping him try to get the chalk oh, no. back together. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm an asshole. It just snapped in my fingers immediately. I was trying. I was like, oh, well, shit happened. And he looked so fucking devastated. Little fat kid. I got a picture of him. I'll show everyone. His name was Hunger. Crying? Close. But then he colored in the word cool. Oh, that's so. Cool. He was into it, and they said, "Did they all go like cool, cool?" I went like cool, yeah. you know, and they were all going cool, cool. And then I was like, "All right, I'm bored with you kids. I'm going to play the Pokemon." Yeah. So I pulled out my DS, and the next thing I know, I turned around. <laughs> Every kid was gathered behind my shoulders, watching me play. One of them flipped the 3D on on my screen. They were cheering for me in my battle. That's awesome. It was amazing. That must have been so. so we much finally fun. get up to the hot spring. Um. Not the hot spring, the sulfur springs with the eggs on the top of a mountain. You can see Fuji. It's awesome. And it's on the top of a fucking mountain. And the fat kid tugs on my jacket as I'm like walking up. And he goes like, Oakadani, which is the name of where we're going. And I was like, hi, hi, yeah. And he, and he grabs my hand and he pulled me with him and he looked at the teacher and she smiled. I went on their field trip with oh, them. Oh, that's awesome. For like a half hour, I was on a field trip. That's great. So that was a cool experience. You were like a chaperone. Totally. So uh, the sulfur springs, does it reek? Yes. It smells like, it was awful. like ass. Right? Uh, so, it's so horrible. To go to the, and I'm like, oh, it's a mountain. So I had my suitcase with me because I was in between hotels. Right. So I locked it in a coin locker at the station right at the Sulphur Springs. Before you left. Which okay. was not even before I left, at the Sulphur Springs. So you took it the on mountain. the train up to the top. I took it on the rope. I took it on the fucking gondola chairlift thing. Okay. Which was me and two 60-year-old Japanese women alone <laughs> for 15 minutes, <laughs> which was fun. You don't talk at all? Yeah, I kept saying like, Sugoi, which means cool if you're a girl. So that's like that's what I kept saying. Um, I, so we do the rope springs. You're like, oh, this transvestite American boy. There's a lake up there, but the rope, but the the ride back down is closing at five o'clock, and it's like four thirty. And I okay. try to fi- I try to suss out with the guys. Like, okay, there's no way I'm going to be able to do the lake and get back down. So I'm going to get out of here right now. I go to get back on the chairlift, which is like a ten minute train down the mountain. And the second the door closes, I realize I left my suitcase in the locker. So I start banging on the door, like, open it, open it. And the girl was like, nope, we can't do it. And I was screaming and banging. I spent the entire 10 minutes down fucking cursing. Like, I fucking hate Japan. This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> I get to the bottom. They've closed. Was there the- other people in the thing no. with you? It was just you by yourself. Stewing for 10 minutes. That's great. I get to the bottom. They've closed the ropeway. And I was like, I looked up on the tr- train down. I looked at the word for I forgot. And I, ch- and I scream as soon as I get off. I forgot. I forgot. And I hold up my key. And they're like, okay, get this guy back on. Oh, okay. I go back up the ropeway another 10 minutes. So now it's 20 minutes without me having my bag. I've got like three minutes to get my bag and get back on this thing before they close the next train down. And then you get stuck on the mountain? On top of a mountain. And then what? Well, who the fuck knows? They don't help you. Da- like, that's it? They're just like, sorry, buddy, you're stuck They're on a mountain. They're buses or cabs or who the fuck knows. But wow. like, it was going to be scary. Yeah. So I am now like, oh my God, I got to get my bag. I leap out of the ski lift and I go to gun it and I fucking 
eat it so hard on my like face, dude. But I'm on pure adrenaline, so I get right back up. I grab my bag. I get back on the thing. Everything's safe. I'm going to my hotel. We're good. Two days later, I'm like, why the fuck does my leg hurt so much? And I look at my calf, of which I will now show you two weeks into it how bad it still is. I had the biggest. Oh my god! I had the biggest bruise I have ever seen in my that life. That's a horrible bruise. To, like a wrestler bruise with burst blood vessels. Yeah. And I looked down at my leg and I was like, "Oh my god! I caught some kind of bacterial infection. Like I have to go to a Japanese hospital." I was like, "Oh no! What the fuck am I gonna do? My leg, my skin is fault." Like I was like, I had no idea what was happening. And then I remembered, like, wait a minute! I landed full force on that fucking leg the other day on that mountain. That's what that was, dude. It was the worst bruise I've ever had in my life. And I didn't feel it. My entire trip, I was running on pure adrenaline. I have no idea how I'm alive. I was drinking... I don't. I drink a half a cup of coffee here, and I feel like I'm coked out of my mind. I was drinking like 10 cups of coffee a day over there and felt nothing. Like, that. I was just so tired and so much adrenaline and no sleep and no Super food. excited. Super and, excited. Yeah. So I was just like up and out all the time. I mean, that's kind of what it's like when you're at... Comic Con all weekend. As soon as I got back to the States, I just, yeah, just like Comic Con. As soon as I got back to the States, I died. Yeah. My throat was like, fuck you. My head was like, fuck you. But you you don't feel any of it. My legs were. No, like, people warned me, like, dude, your legs are going to hurt so much from walking. I was like, what are you talking about? I can run a marathon. Yeah. Um, I go to the hotel that night, which is in the middle of the woods. It is the only hotel I stayed at the entire time where they speak literally zero English, which was hard. It was hard. Yeah. I couldn't find out what time checkout. I couldn't find out what anything was. Google Translate wasn't really working. It was. It was what do you have to do? You have to type it in, and then you have to read it back to them, or do you just show it? You to show them? it to them, which, or you can play it, and they'll play it in Japanese, what it sounds like, but it doesn't. It's a computer voice, so and it goes. It was tough, and the, the translate wasn't perfect. So yeah. that night was interesting, but I just basically stayed in that hot tub the whole night by myself. You had to be naked in it. There was like a lot of specific rules. You'd take a, like a little shower before out. It was really cool. There was other people there. There were no people there. Would you have gone? No, because the next morning I tried to go at six a.m. and there was a naked Japanese guy. And for a minute, I stood by the coin lockers of like, "How am I going to do this? Because he's going to see my tattoos and then he's going to complain." And like, honestly, I don't. It's going to be awkward to even sit with him. So they had another hot tub. I went in by myself. So I yeah, never. I don't know had... if I would just get in a hot tub naked. Matt Bennett did everywhere. with like a group of like twenty strangers. Of course he did. It's just when you're in Japan, it, it wasn't that I weird. Guess you just do it. Being naked by myself was fantastic. I didn't give a fuck. Well, no, by myself. I read my crazy. iPad. Yeah, I was, yeah, who gives I mean? a shit? I would um, be naked by myself all day in a so, hot tub. So, so that was, and that experience was really unique. And have been. Like, it was, it was really cool. Um, I leave for Kyoto. I get to Kyoto. It's pouring. I go to a couple temples. First temple, I'm like, this is amazing. Second temple for like, Shabbat. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Second temple, they're giant Buddhist temples, like grand, ornate, like compounds. But you were bored very quickly, you said. Yeah, well, there's nothing you can do there except like pray. Like people are praying and stuff. And like as an American dude, you want to be culturally sensitive. So like every time I'd walk in, I'd copy them and I'd get down on my knees and I'd bow and I'd clap twice. And then I'm like, I don't know fucking what God I'm praying to. <laughs> I have no idea what I like really... that you would bow and clap twice and shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I would. I would just have like walked and just looked. no. When in Japan, like that's the thing. I love Japanese culture, and as much as I sound like a dick on these episodes a little bit, like nah. I'm completely respectful of it to an extent. Sure. To an extent. Do you know what I mean? Like I smoke cigarettes everywhere because fuck you. I don't under like everything that I could get away with by being like I don't understand your language or your signs. I did. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, but but <clears throat> to like go along with like the the dude bowing and the I don't know if I would have done that. Like, what one, if you're insulting someone? What if they're like, "What is this fucking white no, guy doing?" No, because there are other white people clapping. Do, other white people are Buddhist. Yeah, it was guess. a Buddhist temple. I Buddhist guess. is yeah, non-denominational. Yeah. It's also like a very hippie okay. thing. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not real God. Um, <laughs> well, it's not. It's not a, no, it's it's not not a, a the, It's not a the, monotheistic no. religion. It's not any God. It's um, God heads. So you do that. That's Where are we now? Day five? Kyoto. Still? We're on day five. And, and now I'm miserable in Kyoto. It's pouring. I'll, I go to a couple temples. I go back to my room. I fucking hate this city. It's boring. There's no one there. I'm miserable. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Kobe and go get Kobe beef, which I talked about a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I met that girl there. Yeah, yeah. But also, the dinner was just insane. Yeah. Um, the beef melted in your mouth, literally. I yeah. called it meat butter. Like, the second it hit your tongue, it started to dissolve. That's awesome. It was that fatty and amazing. Delicious, yeah. The other thing they did, though, was like, you, it's a prefix meal. You pay one price, and they just brought you shit. And now the girl and her family who I'm flirting with, are across. they were finishing their meal while I was starting mine. So as they were paying the check to leave, the girl comes over to hug me goodbye and they bring me a plate of salmon. I don't eat seafood at all. This, this is like a really expensive dinner. I was like, I might as well just eat everything because I'd be a douchebag to pay this much and not. I don't eat salmon though. It was probably amazing salmon. You didn't even taste it? I put it in my mouth and swallowed it without chewing it. I then came about an inch from vomiting all over the fanciest dinner, like, stove top, like I've ever yeah. been in in my life. Um, so that was an interesting experience. But the dinner was really good. I boogie back to my train. I uh, pass out. Now we're on day six. Um, Kyoto, same thing. Do a couple temples. I'm like, get me out of here. I take a bus ride to the mountains where the monkeys are. And that was an incredible day. I just hiked in the woods by myself and got lost and saw monkeys. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, the monkeys weren't wild, wild. What it was was uh, basically the monkeys are indigenous to this mountain. Okay. And about 50 years ago, they started feeding monkeys at the top of it. So all of the monkeys in the mountain now live at the top of the mountain. Because they're like, oh, food's up there. So it's it's a wild monkey park in the sense that like... There are monkeys just randomly everywhere, and then you can feed the monkeys, but you are in the cage, and the monkeys are outside. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You walk into a little house right, and with, with grated windows, everywhere, and yeah. the monkeys just hang on the side of the windows, and you feed them fruit and nuts. And, and they stuff. love it. That was great. I fed a little baby monkey. Friendly. Super monkeys. friendly. Yeah, yeah. Not friendly to each other, but friendly to the people. No one, like, they, were just wa- they would just walk right by you. Like The monkeys would just walk right by you as if you weren't there. They weren't afraid at all. No. Nor were they aggressive. They were just doing their thing. But then if you had food, they would come up to you and be like, In the little house. some of that food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the big monkeys would steal the food from the small monkeys. So I would give the big monkey like a tiny bit of food. I'd throw it over there. And while he was getting it, I would feed all the babies. Yeah. That's the way you got to do. And that's, was, that's what you have to it do. It was cool to feed baby monkeys. Like, yeah. I've never done that before. My, that's awesome. It was incredible to be around them for that long. Like, they're super intelligent. And it, it's weird to see monkeys in the wild. Did you like name that. them? No, there were too many. There were like 300 of them. Oh. There were monkeys everywhere. Title of my autobiography. Like walking up, I saw a monkey and lost my mind and spent like 20 minutes filming him. And then as soon as I got like 10 feet further, I was like, oh, there were like 500 monkeys in these trees and shit. There were monkeys everywhere. That's weird. It was cool. That night, I was like, all right, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge because Kyoto sucks. So I went to Osaka, which is about 20 minutes away and is like the second biggest city in Japan. And that is where a lot of the military was stationed. Okay. 
so it is a lot more westernized, and it's basically Las Vegas without gambling. It is just neon, narrow streets where everyone is just drinking and eating and playing video games, and it's just loud, and everyone is wasted, and everyone was in costume for Halloween, and it was super fun. I went to the One Piece bar. They have, like, arcades? Everywhere has arcades, but they had a lot of them. Everywhere I went. Even, like, the tiny town with the, that Ryokan thing, the, the small traditional guest house, in a town that Japanese people had never heard of. When I would tell them where I was, they would be like, I don't know what that town is. Suramaki Onsen. And that had an arcade. That's cool. And a pachinko parlor. Everywhere. Yeah, always pachinko. They um, love it. They so, love it. So I went to the One Piece bar. I It was the Halloween special, $20, all you could drink for two hours, which is, like, a good deal, but I don't really drink. So I was like, oh, can I just get one drink? And he was like, nah, man. So I was like, fine. So I, I paid him 20 bucks, and I was like, I might as well get my money's worth. So I had like four beers. I was wasted. Such a bad idea. Like, I was then now drunk. I left the bar and was now wasted in the streets of Osaka. And at one point, there's a video of it. I just found a McDonald's and ate one of my fucking shrimp burgers. Ugh. It's me just sprawled out in the middle of the street with Japanese people, like, sidestepping over me. I looked like um, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Eating your burger? I'm just on the ground. It's like, um, <laughs> I'm really drunk. I hope I make my train. Japan is fun. It was the only time I got, like, genuinely drunk in Japan. That's awesome. Because people kept buying me drinks, and I'd be like, please don't. Like, I'm not going to drink Yeah, this. yeah. Like, don't underestimate how little I can handle alcohol. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it sounds like they drink a lot, so... They do. It's all they have. They have no recreational drugs, so they're They're only... They're drinking beer? The only way of... Highballs and beer. Highballs. Interesting. You know what a highball is, right? Yeah. They have canned highballs. So that's what I was buying a lot. It's whiskey and ginger (laughs) ale in a can. It was was delicious. They also have a thing called... um, uh, chua, chua. It's it's like fruit malt beverages in like twenty different flavors. Okay, like strawberry and this and this. It was hard to describe. Good. It was okay. It wasn't my favorite. I just stuck with the beer. Yeah, which wasn't great either. But it was like Asahi and Sapporo. Like the Japanese beer we have here is what they drink there. Neat. For the- for the most part. The, the imports here. Yeah, the same yeah. ones. Asahi, Sapporo, and uh, uh, Kirin Ichiban. Kirin Ichiban, yeah. Are like the three. So I would just get those from ven- from uh, Konbinis, which are what they call convenience stores. Konbinis. Konbinis. And there's like 7-Elevens. Yeah. And that's the only place you can get an American ATM. So I spent a lot of time in 7-Elevens. But why were you hitting American ATMs? Don't you need to pay in yen? You could get... That was the only place that accepted American debit cards that would give you yen. Okay. With 7-Elevens and post offices. So you could go take out American and then it would, but it would give it to you in yen. It would convert it. Yeah, exactly. It It would take out from my credit card in yen. That's cool. Which was cool. I also managed to spend everything over the value of a dollar before I left. I didn't have to exchange anything when I got home or when I was leaving. Because everything that you had left, you spent. Yes, exactly. I like the gift shop at the airport. I just bought, I was like, fuck it. I got like 30 bucks left. I'll just... I'm not yeah, going to bring it home. No, what are you going to convert it at home? Um, so uh, Osaka was super fun, and I just played video games and wandered. It took me like two hours to find the One Piece bar because the first location was moved, and then no one knew how to and find it. And then that was it. where you sat with just the one dude, and you there tried like, to buy his stuff. There were like two dudes. Yeah, and he was actually kind of cool about it. He was entertaining me. Like He would show me stuff that he knew I would like as a One Piece fan. Right. He had an original copy of the first issue. 
So at one point, I just got I was it was in Japanese, but I was like, I don't fucking care, and he let me read it. So I just moved to a couch. Oh, he let you sit and read it. Yeah, I just sat awesome. and read the first issue of One Piece. I've read it well, a million you times. Through it, yeah, yeah. Well, I read. I knew what every panel said basically. Right. Um, that was fun. Now I leave Kyoto and I head back to Tokyo. Ah, Ginza. That's what it was. Okay. I get back to Tokyo later in the afternoon than I like. I check into my new hotel, which is like a block from the Tsukiji Fish Market, okay. which you've probably seen clips of. It's that fish market where they do the bluefin tuna auction every morning. Yes. Where the guys are like, now, 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 that thing. Do you know what that almost reminds me of? Huh. Do you, were you around when I was trying to do the Tuvian throat singing? No. I used to do it on this podcast. Do you know what that is? I know what Tuvian throat singing is. I didn't know you were trying to do it. I haven't done it in a while. Hold on. Yeah, That's pretty good. Everyone just stopped listening. But if you know what it really is, doesn't that kind of sound like it? Kind of. I can't do the whistling part, but I can get the to enough of a tone that it kind of sounds sets like that it. room tone yeah. that Tuvian Throat singing is. Yeah, yeah. Which is a really cool. I like Tuvian Throat. Have you seen Genghis Blues or whatever? No. There's a documentary about a Tuvian Throat singer I've never seen called that. Genghis Blues. Genghis Blues. <laughs> that was the first time I saw it. Yeah, about a, awesome. uh, uh, I believe he was Mongolian. It's really good. I would check it out if I were you. Um, so now that we've lost every listener because I did that for, did 30, that for seconds, 30 seconds, uh, holy shit. Um, I go back to Kyoto. I check into my hotel. It's already, I'm going to, my plan is to, um, Shanks from Got Faded Japan, Got Faded. It's got, I'm going to look it up right now. Cause I definitely want to give these guys the shout out. It's either Get Faded or Got Faded. I obviously did one of those things. So. I can't remember. It's Got Faded Japan is the name of their podcast. And they also have a video portion of it you can check out and their website. Shank uh, from Got Faded. Um, I actually did an episode. What's the website? Uh, it's got, it got Got Faded Japan uh, Tumblr. They've got jo- their podcast is jo- Got Faded Japan Crew with a K at Podbean. And you can just look them up on Facebook and they're on iTunes. I actually did an episode with them while I was there. Is that up? Yeah, yeah. Podcast and video form. Oh, cool. Which I haven't watched yet, which which will be cool. We did yeah. it at Shank's apartment. Um, so my Shank was nice enough to hold a lot of my shopping stuff mm-hmm. in a big duffel bag for me during the trip so I didn't have to lug it everywhere. So I get back from Kyoto and I go to drop some stuff off with him. And I, my plan was to go to Disneyland, but it was already like 7 p.m. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to fucking do that. So I just tried to go record shopping. And that was the night I met Hideki and, and Yuko and hung with them. I started their romance, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, next morning, I go to the fish market for five minutes until I have a horrible gag reflexes to the smell of fish, which I can't do in general. Yeah. And I have to run away. <laughs> they were eating weird shit there. Um, I moved to my new hotel uh, in Ueno, and uh, there's a zoo with pandas. And I'm like, oh, I want to see the pandas. The zoo is closed. And a bird shit on my head. <laughs> Within five minutes, I go to the front gate of the zoo. It's closed. A bird then shits on me for the first time in my life. And of course, like the one American tourist I see the whole time is there right then. He and goes, it's like, haha. He goes, it's good luck, man. I was like, oh, whatever. Uh, whatever. Fuck you. 
I'd rather then you get a bird. Yeah, you get a bird shit on you for good luck. Fucking sucked. I had to like wash my shirt off in a water fountain. And and Japanese people kept walking by, and I would motion like bird, and then I would go bloop. Like would they laugh at you? Yes, they knew every time. They'd be like, "Uh, bird shit on white people here." It's what happens. It's the birds ate them. Um. I don't go. I don't panda bear or the polar bear. It is, but that's the next day because the zoo was closed. So that day, I was like, "Well, okay, I'm gonna go to um, Daiba, which is the Gundam statue, which I talked about on the previous podcast." And uh, I tried to go to a Sega arcade called Joypolis, but it's forty dollars to get in, and then you have to pay to do everything. And I was like, "I've had enough." They do that a lot. I've had enough of that. That's bullshit. I've had enough of cover charges for arcades. Cover to get in to spend more money. Exactly. Is bullshit. So I don't do that, and I go straight to Disney, which I've talked about. Yeah, we did pretty much podcast. Um. Except, like I met, there's there's a couple there's always little stories of like I was in the Disney Disney gift shop and some kid was trying on a Tigger hoodie while I was and he was like picture and then like he took one with me and I was like now let me get one with you and then we were best friends for five minutes I have a lot of like I was best friends with that dude for five minutes and we took a picture together and then we'll never see each other or speak to each other that's again, fun though which was cool uh, after Disney I go back that night and just drink because we're now on my last full day in Japan the next day yeah. I wake up, I go to the zoo, it's pouring. At the zoo? Oh my god, oh, the sucks. second I get in, it starts pouring. That blows. Which I, I dealt with the whole time. I, umbrellas. Like it's, yeah. I was wet the entire trip, so I just, you know what I mean? It rained 60% of the time I was there. That sucks. Like, really bad. Um, Did the zoo, which was fun, and then I go to Akihabara, which was like... Just me shopping and crying for five hours. And when I say crying, I'm not joking. I cried like six or seven times. Because you were leaving? No, because I would walk into a store and see like a t-shirt I wanted. Or like I would walk into a store and they would have a display for Attack on Titan. And I would just start crying. Because it was... Fuck. It was two reasons. It was crying because I was happy. And then it was also more so like... Fuck, now I gotta spend a lot of money. And I have to. Because I don't know if I'll ever be back here, and I definitely can't get this shit in America, and I need to own it. So that's what Akihabara was. It was me walking to stores. This, was, this has been Matt Cohen's two minutes of crazy. It Thank was, you for listening. It was me walking to stores and going like, oh, fuck, they have that? <sighs> like, so bummed out. So bummed out, or realizing like, oh, there's another five. That might be the least relatable thing you've ever seen. There's another me. five. I don't even know what that means. There's another five <laughs> floors to this store. Like, I'm fucked. I'm I don't fucked. Even know I'm what that fucked. Means. That's what that was like for me that, that entire day. I feel like I don't even know what to compare that to. That's a really weird reaction to have, Matt. Is it? Yeah, I've never. I've never, A, had the compulsion to buy something so bad that it made me cry. I've never wanted something so bad that when I saw it, I reacted in that way. Like, yeah, that seems like a strange reaction. Those two stuffed animals I'm pointing to, the vulture and the and otter. The eagle guy? Yeah. I mean, the egg guy? It's an otter. It's an otter in an egg? Or He's wearing a costume. Okay. That otter and the vulture. Um, Those are characters from One Piece. What's he holding? A shell that splits into two pieces that he uses like a fucking weapon. Like, it's like a razor blade. <laughs> of course. Go on. Um, they're assassins. Of course they are. It's Miss The Fri- Vulture? Miss Friday and Mr. 13. That's, That's just a vulture. He's smart, though. Um, they're <laughs> called the Unluckies. They're dead now, but... Bummer. 
Um, they're the unluckies because she's Miss Friday and he's Mr. 13. So it's Friday the 13th. 13. Um, so when I got to Japan, like that's all I cared about. The One Piece store, I was like, do you have unluckies merchandise? And after 20 minutes, they found a postcard at the One Piece bar where the guy had more One Piece to- merchandise than I've ever seen in my life. Nothing. I was like, do you have any unlucky stuff? And he had a tiny figure. And I was like, have they ever made anything else? And he was like, I don't think so. So then I go to a store, and within five minutes, I found both of the unluckies and like giant plushes. That was really overwhelming for me because that's my one piece holy grail. Are those two stuffed animals on the wall now? Why? They're my favorite characters from the show, and they never made toys out of them. Hmm. So I never thought in a billion years I'd be able to find a tiny mini one inch figure of them, let alone giant plushes. So that is definitely even the people on the One Piece podcast and One Piece fans on the internet are like, wow. Like so that, that's like a find. That is my one. That is my one piece merchandise holy grail. Yeah. Is those two things right there. Literally, I wouldn't have wanted. Figured that those two things are the best things I'll ever buy. One piece related. Interesting. So that was like my first store in Akihabara, and I was like, "What's going to happen now? <laughs> like all my dreams are coming true, and they just require money." That's kind of what it felt like. Like maybe you were crying because the extent of your dreams you had just achieved, and it's like now, what's next for you? Uh, I, I mean. Look, I definitely don't need to go toy shopping for a while. Right? Like, I went to the I went to Little Tokyo yesterday to Anime Jungle, which is my spot, and I was just like, yeah, I either own I all it. of these or can get them much cheaper in Japan. Are you going back? I will definitely, yeah. I would probably, I'm going to say... Once a year? No, once every other. Okay. Because I'd, I'd like to, I mean, it might, it might shake out to once a year. My new plan is this, and like, I haven't traveled, before this Japan trip, I hadn't traveled since I was... 15 years old out of the country and i really 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 had a good time dude it was an amazing it was it's fun it's fun to travel it's fun to travel so alone. my new move is to maybe go do two trips a year spend a month out of the country overseas yeah my next one weirdly enough i'm thinking is going to be norway yeah man i like scandinavia and i like the norway there. ride at epcot so i feel like if i could go to a whole place that's that do you know what i mean though in yeah. a weird way so maybe it's gonna shake out to like one japan trip Plus, a year one other trip with thor 2 and everything i bet you they got a lot of cool norway like a lot of cool thor related stuff happening in norway but the right problem now. with japan and i feel like it's, it'll be the problem this is like mo- their moment to shine most places i go is and this is something just general odin's a hero and other people have spoken to it you get there and you go like Okay, I'm obsessed with everything Japan. I've been thinking about this place my entire life. You build it up to this... Everyone builds it up to a unique thing in their mind, and it's never that. Japan exceeded all of my expectations in every way, except my expectations were so flawed and wrong. Right. After about 20 minutes of being there, I was like, oh, it's just New York with Japanese people. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. Tokyo, at least is the most comfortable, familiar place I've ever been other right. than America because it's just a city. Right. So when I talk about going back to Japan once a year, it'd be the equivalent of doing like a New York shopping trip or something. Right, now that you've been there and it's blown your mind, like you would I go know it's secret, kind yeah. of. Yeah, so exactly. now I would just go to like hang out with my buddies, <laughs> Shank and Johnny who live over there. Yeah, you would go back to your favorite places. I'd, I'd try to hit up Hideki sure. and Yuko and see if they're married. But that's what it is. I'd go back to my favorite places. I'd know where to shop. I have yeah. it down. I wouldn't really travel outside of Tokyo right. at all. I've done the touristy things. So now it's just another city. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think that's why people The magic travel. is out of it a little bit, which my is a nice thing. My grandparents traveled a lot, and they would only go to places, like, once. Like, even if they loved it, they went to China, and, like, they never... They loved... That was, like, their favorite trip, but the they never only, went back. The only factor like, that could keep me going back there is that I have friends who live there. 
Right. So it, Japan now, Tokyo now becomes a city that I can go you to. You can feel at home in. I can feel at home in. Yeah. I won't ever be alone in Tokyo. Not in Norway, though. No. I, you know, actually, I know someone who lives in Norway. Is it Odin? My friend Ula. No, I, I used to do UCB with her back in the day. She lives, she lives in, in Norway now? Yeah. That's cool. She's from Norway. She just lived in America for a few years and did improv and stuff. I can't wait till we have the Norway podcast. Oh, my God. It's going to be like, that was a big mistake. It was just snow. <laughs> You're like it was fucking cold and there was it nothing was cold there. And there was just trees. I don't know what I expected to see, but like, well, that's the thing, dude. Like, I want to go to Paris, but I feel like, was me only French there? people? That's the problem. Oh, don't go to Paris. I've been there and I like it a lot, and I like French culture. I'm never going there. And as much as I joke about hating French people, I, I actually like a lot of like French film and, and literature and stuff like that, and the, the architecture. It's great if you're not have to deal with them. What I would. Um, it's just Japan was the number one place. Yeah. Like if people over the last ten years of my life, if You've not been more, always saying you want people ask Japan, me where's the one place you want to go in the world it's japan yeah i've done that now so it's like where the fuck do i go i don't have any place i want to go really no nah, i don't want to go anywhere. we've talked about this you don't really want to travel outside of the country no nah, i mean like it seems like like hearing your story i feel like i would have fun like if i went but i don't have like a desire to go i i have a lot of like, like they're, i they're, don't feel like oh i i would like to go to england i guess that's see, like but the that one, or like ireland you're like, picking boring those, my those parents two my parents like were, my parents have never been overseas and i was talking to my dad and he was like we should go me and your mom are, like are retired ish like we should fucking go somewhere they're like should we go to italy or something and i was like yeah, you might want to start with just like Ireland is probably a good idea for you guys. It's like a seven hour flight. Everyone speaks yeah. English. My mom's going to Rome like by herself. She my called me. She's were, like, I'm going to Rome. My parents were like, what would I like better? England, Italy, or France? And I was like, Italy, because it's the fanciest Italy. and it caters the most to. And it's beautiful. It can, and it caters the most to, to Western tourists. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess. England is just a country. They don't give a shit that you're No, they don't give a shit about tourists. Like, they're not a vacation destination. No, neither is Ireland or any of those. No. The Irish don't give a fuck that you're visiting there. They're not trying to entertain Neither did Japan for the most part. They're not really a touristy, heavy country. Italy is is a tourist economy. Yeah. For the most part. A lot of it is. Yeah. Greece. The musical? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you go to visit the musical Greece, which... it's for tourists. Yeah, well, you don't know, like, Australia, they were like, look, honestly, this is a really big fucking island for one country. Can yeah. we, like, take half of this and make, like, city-states, but each one corresponds to a musical? Yeah. Well, and plus, they had What's-Her-Name was from Australia, and she was in Greece. Uh, Olivia so, Newton-John. So it exactly. only made sense so, yeah, yeah, yeah. to start with that. But then when that was a hit, well, they started with, they did they guys, started in, with Greece. guys and Dolls Land. Guys and Dolls Land, which is weird, because everything else is just called, like, the name of the... Like, yeah, but no, but that's... There's Miss Saigon, there's Catch, but there's Guys and Dolls guys Land. Guys and Dolls Land, yep. Which everyone is which, like, and everyone confuses that with Babes in Toyland, which is a completely different. And is thing. not unrelated. Not a musical. It is a musical. It was a TV musical. Babes I in thought Toyland. it was a Laurel and Hardy movie. No, Babes in Toyland is a Laurel and Hardy movie. No. it is. I've seen it. I mean, maybe, but that's an, the only. There's a musical Babes in Toyland. My frame of reference. Well, they also made a movie Babes in Toyland where Laurel and Hardy get like magically transported into Toyland that I used to watch as a kid in really? in elementary school. Yeah, from like the 30s or something. Um, I wonder what the, the the original had to come first, and then they like were like, oh, we should put Laurel and Hardy in I this. would assume so, because isn't every Laurel and Hardy movie like, Laurel and Hardy meet Frankenstein, Laurel and... Bees and Toyland was a 1961 19- film. Oh, Walt you're Disney right. Christmas. 1934, though, was Babes in Toyland 
with Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, that's I've never seen the Christmas one. I've I've never seen the 1964 one, and I've only seen the 1964 one. No, 1934. Yeah, Stan Laurel, Oliver Hardy. That's, that's the one so I've seen. So funny, Babes in Toysland. The 1961 is uh, good, and it's a musical for sure. So is the so is the Laurel and Hardy one. Really? Yeah, it's a, the, the 1961 one is a remake of the Laurel and Hardy one, dude. Annette Funicello is better than Laurel and Hardy, and Ray Bolger. You know who Ray Bolger is, yeah, right? Yeah, the lion. Yeah, dude. I know everything. And Edwin is in it, too. Is the toy maker. Oh, really? Yeah, Edwin's the toy maker. Uh, still. Um, so you're like, li- still, Laurel and Hardy win. Be kind of. <laughs> I mean, I don't like Laurel and Hardy. I mean, yeah. So why or, are you- nor do I like the Three Stooges. As human as beings? Concept. As a concept? I'm fine with them as people, I think. Were they good people? Mm, Pro- I, I don't know. Not Mo. I think Mo was not a good person. I think Mo was a bad. They all kind of wound. Well, I think they were all drunks. Curly ha- Curly died really young and was like a vicious drunk. Yeah, right? Shep may Shemp may have been because okay. he was the last one. Mm-hmm. If, if we're going with, I mean, this is a totally different subject, but why not? It's bag and boarded. Yeah. Um, I don't like I don't like Charlie Chaplin. I don't like Laurel and like, Hardy. You don't like in the sense that like you have no appre- you can't even appreciate like that he did something that was the. Like beginnings of the origins sure. of a certain type of, like slapstick, like like slapstick. I don't like, I don't like slapstick. What, what Charlie Chaplin led to fucking um, uh, Benny Hill, great. Well, Thanks, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, it, or like laughing, like I don't I give mean, a fuck. I, I don't give. If you want to talk about the roots, like I've done that with music before. Of like every band started with this, and then you had like. You know, the Beatles and the Stones, and then that split the, the rock. Tr- everything yeah. started with, like, um, Chuck Berry. Yeah, yeah. And, like, but you don't have an appreciation for that stuff. I do for that. Oh. But uh, f- as far as uh, the comedy aspect of Chaplin, like... like the, gr- the, the, the um, Groucho Marx? Like see, the Marx that's, the, that's the one thing I was going to say. The only comedy I like before, okay. like, the 1970s... Is the Marx Brothers, and I'm obsessed with them. They're great. But they're playing on a completely different field than anyone else in their time. Yes. A, they were the only Jewish ones. Yes. So there was a sardonic, intellectual New York. Yeah. Quick. (coughs) Well, yeah, look. The Three Stooges are not about (laughs) wit. No, and I didn't realize... And Laurel and Hardy are also not really about wit. And I didn't realize the Marx Brothers were... And neither is Chaplin. I didn't realize the Marx Brothers were about wit until I was in my early 20s, and it was a revelation. Abbott and Costello were a little bit better. I'll give credit to. Because Abbott and Costello still... They they were like... (laughs) It was straight men. There was wordplay. There was like... They were bouncing off each other, whereas... But like, the first time I watched uh, Duck Soup, I was like, oh my fucking God. It's amazing. It's a funny movie. To this day? Yeah, it's it's great. It's still the quickest. Yeah. Like, he's Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Yeah, he's totally Bugs Bunny. Did you ever see... What's that movie? Carrot is the cigar. He's literally Bugs Bunny. What's that movie with um, John Turturro... That was like it was like a Marx Brothers movie. Miller's Crossing? brain surgeon. The oh. yeah, <laughs> the brain brain surgeons. I never saw it. I'll, I'll I have to Google it. It was like a Marx Brothers. It was movie? like a Marx Brothers movie, and it was like oh, it's so fucking funny and like so quick and like. But yeah, there's like a there's like a talkative one, and he's like you know, and there's a there's a Harpo esque one that never talks. But Groucho Groucho is just Groucho specifically, and I like Harpo and Chico. I like their little like I love the popcorn and the hat thing and yeah. all that stuff. But but Groucho is just like. One of the best three comedy minds of all time. Of all time, yeah. He well, was, and even his like letters. Have you ever read like the letters that he yeah, wrote absolutely. and stuff? Like, yeah, they're yeah. all like. Amazing. The only thing I don't like is old Groucho. Well, no, old Groucho became an asshole. Well, you, and you know, uh, you, from Grump. Gilbert Gilbert Godfrey doing yeah. it on Stern, yeah. where all Groucho stories were like, 
One time I was with Louis Mayer at the Brown Derby, and a young girl walked up and she said, Hello, which is something people, people said, said back then. And you have to understand. You have to understand. We didn't say hi. We didn't say what's up. And Ralphie was... We said hello. hello. And Louie Mayer said hello back to her. And if you know Louie, which I'll explain... I, I, I think Louis I do a better old grouch show than yeah, Gilbert does. Yeah, no, you does. do a good one. No, and then really Louie Mayer said, because it's that old New York Jew thing he does when he talks like this. And he's talking to Dick Cavett. <laughs> and he's saying, a girl, a girl... A girl. Back then, a girl. Yep. If she was single, we would call her Miss. And if she was married, we would call her Mrs. Because you got to understand. Um, what are you reading on your fucking phone? I got an I got a Nerdist email. Okay. okay, asking me to do something, but I'm trying. I'm just trying to see if they hey, want me to do it today. Hey, man, we're on another network. Shut up. <laughs> Save that shit for your unnamed Nerdist podcast that doesn't exist. Do you have an email from Smodcast? Does Kevin want you to do anything? Yeah, Kevin no. emailed then me save it. and asked me if I would do something about Mark Wade. He was like, hey, guy I met one time at that serial. Who, who's, who's, who, no, twice at the second time. Oh, then time, you offended Jen. The second time I was forgot. when I offended, horribly offended his wife. I forgot you invented Schwabach. I yeah. forgot about that. Uh, I'm sure they're glad to have you on the network. I mean, look, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Let's he not lie. No one knows this show still exists, especially the Smodcast Especially network. not them, no. Uh, I'm just hijacking the system, yo. It does seem like you keep putting your show out on a network that doesn't really realize nor acknowledge that there's a show that... It's how it's always been. No, um, look, come on. The show comes out so sporadically that how That's could they? That's true, too. How could uh, they? I yeah. honestly, it's the opposite. Like, if anything, um, now that my day-to-day involvement with Smodco is less... It, I am so thrilled and honored and, and it's true. ecstatic it's awesome that, they that I still have a home yeah. on this network even Always. when I don't do my fucking podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Although you did do that really awesome Game of Thrones um, oh, cast ex- Except of, for Game that, of Thrones, Mr. Roper's place. Uh, oh, God. I, and I, I always forget who that third cast was. They weren't? They was weren't, it the cast of Arrow? They weren't that great. I want to say it was Arrow, but it probably was Probably wasn't. someone worse. Yeah. I don't remember it. I don't either. Look, once once Jack Tripper came into the room, it was done. I was. I like, mean, once you were able to contact a dead, the ghost kind of John of, Ritter. It kind of like. I mean, even the Game of Thrones interview, as great as that was, it kind of it kind of went off the rails when I got into uh, inner space. I mean, stay tuned. Although it was cool when he was like, "Come on, we're here to talk about Mr. Roper's plays, not stay tuned." And I was like, "Yeah." It was cool though when what's his name when the the Game of Thrones what's that guy Martin the writer. That guy? George R.R. R. Martin? Yeah, it was great when he did that karaoke. The best thing, one of the best things I've ever seen in my life was at Comic-Con. And if you folks know Comic-Con, uh, outside the Hilton Bayfront, yeah. right on the water where that restaurant is, mm-hmm. on the bottom floor, that kind of like burger cafe yeah, yeah. thing, uh, George R.R. R. Martin was sitting outside at a table by himself with like the fucking captain hat and the flannel. The whole deal. And the whole deal. His deal. And I was with Max Landis, and Max Landis walked up to him, didn't say a word, and kissed him on the face, and walked away. And George R. R. Martin looked so horrified. And Max was like, who was that? <laughs> it was one of the best things I've ever seen. It was great. I, I, I wish he put his little sailor hat on. Who was that? Um, That's awesome. George R. R. Martin, man, loves incest, that guy. <laughs> loves it. He's a big fan. Big, huge. HBO's huge a big incest fan now. They love it. 
Apparently, that's... HBO loves incest. They love wieners. They love to show penis. They love it. They love a good dick. Really? Yeah. They what love show? Lots of shows. Name one. Girls. Yeah. I forgot. There's, a lot of dick. There's, there's peni on girls. Yep. Not in any of the other... Oz. Well, I mean, come Six on. Feet Under. Oz goes with the territory. Six Feet Under. I've there never was seen Six dick. Feet Under. There was always Wiener on HBO. I've never for, seen for, Six since Feet Since HBO under. began, there's, you, could see, you could see male genitalia. It's like their thing. That they're like, yeah, we're Hung HBO. Hung box office. Hung box office. Just like that show Hung. Showtime. Was it good? I didn't watch My it. My friend Charlie was on it, I think. Charlie Rose? Charlie Sexton. I think he, I believe he played Thomas Jane's son on the show. I could be completely wrong. Charlie's got a new show that just came out on Amazon called Betas that you should I check out. I saw the pilot today. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Yeah. Say so yes, because he's it my friend. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. That's good. It was the, he's uh, the main guy. Out of do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Glasses, out of all of the pilots that they did when they ran like that pilot thing, like that was one of the best ones, oh, which good makes shit. sense why it got picked yeah, up, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was one of the only good ones. You know, Charlie's a great Zombieland guy. Zombieland was awful. a big wrestling fan. Oh, I forgot they made a Zombieland pilot. It was the same people from the movie, too, right? Same people that wrote it and everything. It was the worst thing I ever saw in my life. Um... It was like so not the movie. It wasn't funny. It was like the production value seemed really low. Like, I don't know. It was weird. And even those guys tweeted. They were like, well, there won't be a Zombieland show because we thought we gave you what you wanted and everyone so hated funny. it. That reminds me when I was in Japan and, uh, <laughs> um, no, man, Sean's got to go to the bathroom, which he tried to do silently. He did the vamp motion, which you don't really, it's not locked. Just push. It doesn't lock. It's broken. Um, so, Who's excited about Doctor Who? Speaking of which, while they know most American shows in Japan, I couldn't find a single person who had heard of Doctor Who. Even though they had Doctor Who DVDs in the stores, and that really upset me. Because I feel, I feel like they would really dig Doctor Who. Um, and all my Whovian fans out there, if you want to start a letter-writing campaign to the country of Japan, here's my idea. We're going to write a letter to every Japanese citizen and on it, we're just going to do the bad wolf graffiti. And after, you know, a few years or a decade, I, I think they're going to catch up. Um, what else did they have in Japan that really shocked me? Everyone knew the song California Dreaming by the Mamas and the Papas. Every time someone would be like, where are you from? I'd go California. They'd go, California Dreaming. I'm such a, I, Sean. The Japanese? Like 15 times. Shut and then up. I was in my hotel room one night, and I was watching a random Japanese soap opera. And that song came on. And they were singing California Dreaming in a karaoke bar. And I asked my friends, and he was like, yeah, that's like song. one of the most popular Western imports. It's, California Dreaming. It's the song California Dreaming. By the Mamas, by the Mamas and the Papas. Papas. Yeah. It's a great song. They knew all the words. It's a great song. Walked into a church, they sang. Like, they knew the, they knew the second verse. Song. They love that song. The yeah, they knew it. Well, I got down on my knees. That was the other great would thing. They do that, but they would be like, "That was the other great thing." I'd be like, well, "I'd be like lost, where? looking for something, asking everyone directions. No one would speak English, and then I would walk by a store and I would hear Miley Cyrus on the radio, and I'd be like, "Thank you." Did you go to any karaoke bars? None. Someone asked me that. They're like, "Why are you going to go to a karaoke bar?" And I was like, "No, I don't do that in L.A. I live five minutes from Koreatown. Why would I do it in Japan by myself?" I don't have a very good singing voice. I just to experience it. I've done like karaoke. Thing to experience. I have sang karaoke. I think three times in my life. Right, but it, well, we one time with you at right. Comic Con with Magda. That's right, Magda Apanowix from such programs as Continuum and You're a Dick. Uh, Caprica, Caprica Hellcats. I like to think of, and was, she's in the new Eli Roth movie, The Green Inferno. The Green Inferno, which I saw, by the way. You did? Yeah. How, Magda? It was awesome. Was it good? It was awesome. 
Oh no, it's called Magda. It's super cool. Is it really? That's yeah, super cool. Oh no, is it's it like super... Cannibal Holocaust-y? Kind of. Is Dude, it just really there's good? There's a sequence in the, in, the, oh, in the beginning, and it's not spoiling anything because they show it in the trailer, where they, get in, they first get in the plane crash, and like the plane does like a, like a 360 like over and over and over again. And it is so good, and like they filmed it live. Like they they filmed the plane in a free fall in a spin. They They filmed the actors in the plane. Yes, and they just fucking like flipped. Like they had it on a on a on a gimbal on a gimbal, and they just like rotated them like a whole bunch of times. Oh, that sounds so cool! And it looked amazing. That sounds so cool. So yeah, yeah, I wasn't gonna do karaoke. I I didn't do a lot of stuff that I thought I would going. I didn't do karaoke. I didn't eat any fucking Japanese food for the most part. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be culturally cool, and I'm just gonna try everything. And then I was like, this stuff scares have done it. me. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it. Everything here frightens me. I wouldn't have done it. So I basically just m- bought a lot of shirts. You bought a lot of garbage. I bought a lot of garbage. Ordered. I saw a lot of like anime themed party stuff. And I ate tons of shrimp. No, oh, fuck At you. least you know you're not allergic to shrimp. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> At least you know I watched a lot there. of Japanese television. Did you watch any anime while you were there? Was there an anime channel? No, I didn't see any. So where did One they get night, all of their cartoons? It's just probably airing during the day. I wouldn't get home to the hotel till like midnight or 1 a.m. every night. I also, because I was like, I'm in Japan, I don't want to sleep more than six hours a night. So I was up till 2 a.m. and up at 8 a.m. every day. Yeah. So I probably missed the prime anime hours. Because it's for kids. Yeah, it probably airs at like 6 p.m., like yeah. the main ones. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was definitely out during that. Store hours keep, stores keep weird hours in Japan. Any too. movie theaters you pass over there? Oh, tons. A lot of movie theaters? Yeah, no American. Uh, you know what? I saw a few with American movies, but they get stuff way later. Yeah. Like, they're Cowboys getting... Cowboys and Aliens just came out over No. R.I.P.D. is coming out next week. And I, oh. And there was a moment Why where... Why even I, bother? I was outside a movie theater, and I was, I was a little drunk, and I saw the R.I.P.D. poster, and anyone who was in with an earshot, I was like, oh my god, you guys are gonna love this movie! <laughs> You're so Great lucky. American movie! Yeah, American cinema! R.I.P.D., dude. I'm trying to think of other American posters I saw. I just you remember know? Walking Dead, it's on Fox there. And then someone told me, it's on Fox and every other channel in the world but America. Walking Dead is a Fox show everywhere else. Interesting. Because there's no AMC anywhere else. Is it a 20th Century Fox production, I wonder? I don't know. Or I, I don't watch the show. I wonder if Fox just... You don't watch Walking Dead? No, but... Me neither. But I wonder if Fox it might be produced. It might be a twenty. It might be produced by Fox and AMC airs it. Like our show's produced. Uh, Franklin Bash is Sony. I saw like a but home, it's on I saw TNT. like a Homeland poster. Like they have every they have, show we have. But movies come out way later. Way later, and certain ones don't come out. Right, like everyone loved every. Thor. Everyone loved. I didn't see any posters for it. Everyone loved every like patch and button on my bag, except for my Pacific Rim one, which no one knew. Mm. I couldn't find a single person in Japan who knew what Pacific Rim was. Maybe it didn't do well over there. It did okay, but I don't know how culturally aware they are of movies. Right. I don't. I don't understand how the pop culture works over there because there's so much of everything. Right. Do you know what I mean? And then then there's their own pop culture. Well, that's what I mean. As well. Their, their yeah. pop culture, there's so much of. Yeah. They have so many Japanese celebrities that I don't know how they have time to know American ones. Right. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, we have so many celebrities that we don't have time to know Japanese celebrities. And we don't. And we don't. For right. the most part. No, I, absolutely. I have no idea. You know, the big, you know the biggest ones, just like they do here. Sure. They you know, know, like, you Tom know, Cruise. And you know Ken Watanabe. Yeah. Or, like, 
Takeshi well, Kitano. Do you know Takeshi Kitano? No. Guy from like Battle Royale and the host of MXC. I mean, I know the guy from, I mean, but I don't know him. I wouldn't know him by name. Um, Ken Watabe, I only know because he's been in American movies. Watanabe, too. Or like uh, the one of the biggest stars in the world over there, even though he's not Japanese, he's Korean, is, um, I'm going to get his name wrong. I'm going to look it up right now. Kim Jong-il. Yeah, oh, they love him. <laughs> they love his shit, man. You didn't know? They're like, ladies and gentlemen, Kim Dude, Jong-il. Well, that's the craziest thing. We were, only, we're only like, we were only like, Hundred miles from North Korea. Yeah, Japan is the closest country to Japan is North Korea. That's fucked up. Which is kind of weird to yeah. think about. You know what I mean? I know the gentleman. Well, it means if shit goes down to North Korea, Japan's going to be the first place to take South, some heat. South Korea. Well, they don't care about else. That. Um, the biggest Byung Hyun Lee, who you know personally, Storm Shadow. We slept together. Storm Shadow. Oh, I do know. Him. In the GI Joe yes, movies, I do. that guy is Brad Pitt over there. He's got his own clothing line. I I was Googling Kanye. I was Googling him one day and it brought up a website. He designs like scarves and men's shirts and stuff and wallets. He designs wallets, Byung Hyun Lee. He's incredibly famous over there. There's a lot of Korean Japanese crossover, but not so much Chinese. No, I, they don't like each other, right? Not really. Chinese and the Japanese? And the Koreans and the Japanese aren't really best friends either, but but there seems to be more crossover there. Definitely than the, than than the Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. That's a well, whole China different ball. China seems ball very insular. Like as much as Japan is, China seems to be even more so like we do our own thing and don't talk to anybody and leave us alone and we don't just we, we're not playing. Just, yeah, nah, just stay with Nah, yo. Don't come in, we don't go out. Nah, yo. Nah, yo. That's the national slogan of China. And then the last thing I'll touch nah, on is, uh, the last thing I'll touch on in the Japan episode and I'm sure it'll come up in, in further episodes, Chinese. Um, Ni Hao Kai Lin. That's Chinese. Ni Hao. Ni Hao Mai Lin? Ni Hao Kai Lin. You never watched it? No. It's on Nick Jr. It's Dora the Explorer, but Chinese. Oh, that's adorable. I so, would watch that. So it's Ni Hao Kai Lin. Like, Ni Hao means hello in Chinese, and her name is Kai Lin. Oh. So she's like, hi, today we're going to the zoo. So it's Shutsa. Just like, it's just the like zoo. Like, Shutsa. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that's great. You should have been watching that before you went to Japan. <laughs> oh, but it's Chinese. Yeah. Never mind. Um, oh, dude, the language. Like, there's no hope. No. There's no fucking hope. What it's, happened on day six? It's tough. Akihabara. That was Akihabara. I think day? we're like off on our days, but basically we're at the end of my trip. I went to Akihabara. And what then did the, you do on your very last day? I had like half a day. I woke I, up. Woke up and just last minute shopping gifts for people, that sort of stuff. Just walked around the area that my hotel was in. Did that burger thing where I, my world got broken. Uh, you realized- found that cool hot stuff jacket. Yeah, you love hot stuff. I love hot stuff. I cried then. I bought two jackets. It's a good thing you see a shrink. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, No, that was a real moment. Did you tell your shrink I cried? Did you bring that up? No, I haven't seen her yet. You should bring that up. I'd be curious if that's even a thing. Not like fully bawling. But like tears of joy over a material thing is strange. Yeah, a lot of the time. I do that in real life too, though. Japan was real life, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now I've been back for exactly one week. What's your favorite part about being back? Uh, my dog, marijuana, um, and stuff. I don't fucking know. Just being back, like you can't get Netflix while you're there. Not even on it's your. Re- it's region blocked. Uh, the IP won't let you. Can't get Netflix. You can't get Hulu. YouTube still works, but the commercials are Japanese, which would make them less annoying. You've never seen a Japanese commercial. No, I guess not. Speaking of which, Tattoo has a commercial. 
Oh, a Snick, you know those Snickers commercials where they're like, you're, you're being a diva. Come on. Yeah, yeah. There's one with the band Tattoo. Tattoo. The two lesbians. That girls. is just airing now. That's it's a new commercial. Are they still doing stuff? I read their Wikipedia. This is the first time they've been together in the years was for this Japanese commercial. commercial. I'd be on the subway and I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? There's a tattoo commercial in Japan. Is the demand for tattoo in Japan so high that they can advertise? I think they were way popular there because of the whole schoolgirl thing. Oh, right. I forgot they did that whole thing. That's when they're in the commercial, too. They're in the in their costumes from cow- They're Not Gonna Get Us or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever song it was. The one where they kiss? Yeah. Uh, which one was it? It's not in the They're Not Gonna Get Us. It's the other one. The first one. Which is what? I don't know. All right, uh, but yeah, tattoo is a commercial. Um, and then we're closing on this week's Japan thoughts. The English over there is my favorite. Yeah, English means like m- m- lost in translation, basically. Mm-hmm. Like I saw a woman with a Bart Simpson bag that said "Gangway Man." It was always like every label of everything but is just Bart broken. Says that he never says "Gangway." Yeah. Does he? He said that in early Simpsons when he used to skateboard. Like he would really say "gangway." Gangway, man. Yeah, that would be like his "get out of the way." I'm on my skateboard. No fucking way. Hang on, I'm gonna find it right There's now. There's no way he said "gangway." Find it. Gangway is a real term. That's I understand broken... that. I think it's a nautical term. <laughs> Seriously, I think it's like a gangway of a ship is where you exit a That's ship. A gangplank. Well, come on. Now we're just getting into semantics. But, like, every label over there was, like, was just, even the hotels, everything was so, like, they would try so hard to do English and never get it right. So if the hotel, if they wanted to warn you to not take a hot shower because the fire alarm would go off, there'd be a sign that says, like, please, if taking bath, very hot, door closed, fire. You you know what I mean? It was a lot of stuff like that. Door closed, fire. Um, Some of my faves. What are you looking up, Gangway Man? Gangway Man. Was this it? Was this the shirt? Let me see. No. That's another shirt that says Gangway Man. It was Bartman. Wow, is that an American shirt? That's an American shirt. It says Gangway Man? Skateboard champion of the universe. It says Gangway Man. Man. Yeah, I'm telling you. Wow, I laughed for 20. Here's (laughs) what's funny. I've been showing that picture to Americans, and every single one of them been like, yeah, Gangway is not a word. Here it is in a Simpsons comic. Gangway, man. I guess so. Yeah, man. It's a thing. All right. Well, fuck me then. That Bart used to say. These last two episodes have been invalidated, and uh, that's what we learned today, that I'm an idiot. (laughs) Sean, where can folks find you on the internet? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Sean Writes. That's it. Just find me there. Also, I want to say that you should check out... The second issue of Letter 44 from Oni Press. I'm lettering that book. Um, it's a really good book. And I want to just keep orders up because it's it's an indie comic at the end of the day. And we need orders so that we can keep going. It's an ongoing story about an incoming president who gets a letter from the outgoing president telling him uh, that there is a ginormous alien structure being built uh, in the far reaches of our solar system. And that he's kind of in charge of that mission now. And they don't know what it is or what's happening, but there's Uh-oh. a team in space on the way. Uh-oh. So you should check that out. Uh-oh. Matt, where can people find you? My house. Um, at Camel Toad. At 1313. Mockingbird Lane. At Camel Toad on Twitter. Uh, this podcast, I write for Nerdist. I have a comic book coming out at some point in the future. And uh, mostly this podcast. Just uh, subscribe you never know when you'll get a little gift in your inbox. 
And by that, I mean I'm going to have sex with you. And uh, on that very wonderful note, it's been bagged and boarded. I'm Matt Cohen. No, I always fuck that up. I'm Matt Cohen. It's been bagged and boarded, and it's been real. Let's try that again. Ready? Hey, Sean. I'm Matt Cohen. No, uh, yeah, asshole. I'm Matt Cohen. It's been bagged and boarded. It's been real. What? Bagged and boarded. Jesse watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies. Bag and boarded, it's a way in life. Tell your friend, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife. Coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces. These are two free geeks you want to bone in the secret podcast bunker all alone. On the internet, we be the top crooks. We got issues and we don't need funny books. Homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling. Me and JR, we got the top billing. Sit down, relax, and yo, we'll take a seat. Get ready for the top podcast, do all the grief. Others spit loud, but I can spit faster. I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Geek Master. Got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of us in the Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making a maniacal. We just talking shit. Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore. You're listening from Alabama all the way to Singapore. We just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Had each other's boats on the green on nothing. Quick stop at night, tools are storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong. It's taking lots of bonk. It's with each and every show. Everyone celebrates because we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Because I'm down to earth and that is out of orbit. We're not Quite right, our thoughts are distorted. So now we present to you another bag and board. Bagged and boarded, 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 bagged and boarded. Yeah. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. Hey, Kev, it's time to record a new Smodcast. Fuck off. I'm listening to one of the other great shows on the Smodcast Podcast Network. Scott? There's so many to choose from. You damn skip it. There's so many to choose from. I'm on five every week myself, man. Uh, Hollywood Babylon on Monday. Smodcast with you on Tuesday. Jane, Silent Bob, Get Old on Wednesday with Jay Muse. Fat Man on Batman every Thursday. And then I wrap up the week with education with Andy McElfrish. There's so many to choose from. Hell yeah, son, and those aren't the only podcasts. Those are just the ones I'm involved with. What about the podcasts of Smodco that don't feature me, man? Like Tell Em Steve Dave, Last Week on Earth with Ben Glebe, I Sell Comics with Ming and Mike. There's so many to choose from. Hey, man, there's also Film School Fridays or NetHeads or Get Up On This, Team Jack. There's so many to choose from. The Breaks, man. Waking from the American Dream. Bagged and Boarded. Phoebe. Soundbite Nation. These are all the shows you could be listening to over at Smodcast.com, Scott. There's so many to choose from. And if audio's not enough for you, man, if you're just like, no, I want the thick dick of video as well, man, we can go to our YouTube channel, which is C-Smod, or you can watch Comic Book Men, our show on AMC, following The Walking Dead and The Talking Dead every Sunday. Night. There's so many to choose from. That's right, Scott. There are so many to choose from. So get choosing, kids. Go to smodcast.com. Start getting picky, man. Stick these sweet, sweet oral sounds into your ear pussies. There's so many to choose from. You said that already. There's so many to choose from.